to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. Our movie this week is a math problem. Alien times alien times alien. Alien to the third. Alien, alien to the third. It's alien cube. Alien, alien cube. cube. So the alien is in a cube and it's got to get out of the cube. Which one is this? Yeah. I can't wait to do cube. Cube. Well, they, I didn't they know there were aliens in cube. There's aliens in cube. They're the they're, they're, they're traps. The Sweet. Traps an alien wait, you're not talking trap. about the crappy Fincher movie. No, we're not. No, David Fincher has made nothing but candy and brilliance. <laughs> Uh, except a- except Alien Cubed. Go ahead yeah. and pop in your DVD or your Blu-ray, your Blurry. We have a Blurry. No, we don't have a Blurry. We have no Blurry. We have a Blurry, non-Blurry. Go ahead and press play and press pause when the 20th Century logo visually fades to black. On this particular movie, they did some crazy... The audio is fun. Fantastic. They did some crazy like yeah, bump before, you, before, you, before you turn the audio down, listen to what they did to the yes. fox. It's, the fox it's fan very fan. eerie and it kind of sets it doesn't, the tone. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't resolve. It, it yeah. stays on that it second to last note. Dun, dun, dun. It just keeps going. Yeah, and that, it sort of Elliot Goldenthal down. brought, brought it. For what this you want to do yeah. is pause it when the visual part of the logo fades to black. Yeah. But listen to it at least once first. It's and in a second, I'll say three, two, one on pause. I'll press play at the same point, and you and I watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, uh, down in front guru Matt Feta Veda. How you doing? Trey, the amazing Stokes. I'm in the third seat this week. You're, you're Trey Cubed. Yeah, I'm third seat. I'm, I'm third seat because, to my left... Is Eddie the Eddie Doty. Oh, hello. Now, Alien 3. In our, in our, we, we try to keep the same members on for our Alien franchise, and we, we brought Eddie back for the third. And if you want to hear the first and second, go find them, because he's on them, too. And they're excellent commentaries, but they're for excellent movies, and I really wonder what's going to happen this time. Eddie, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, man. I, you know, you got to bring it extra. Do you I, have, like, a hula skirt or something? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, we do I've have a musical number prepared. I've been practicing my hand-sand scissor kicks uh, to keep us going throughout Sweet. this. Although we should acknowledge there are some legitimate fans of this movie in, in attendance. In the room. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And that would be Matt Feta Veda. Uh, <laughs> I don't... I, I've, you know, I came to like it. I, I, there's a lot of things I like about the movie. It, it, there's a lot of things it does exceptionally well, but there are just some key choices, I feel, uh, early on, they kind of hamstring it and and yeah. sort of prevent it from reaching equal levels of awesomeness. And of course, we'll we'll vacillate all over. You this spend thing. pretty much the whole mm-hmm. movie just kind of come to get a grip. Did they really do that? Yeah, like the the early choices they make, yeah. sort of like the first five minutes, like offset the rest of the movie. Would have been a great movie if the word alien wasn't in front of it. Yeah. Well, we spend you know a lot I mean? of time on this show talking about how to make a good sequel, and we always say change it to make a good sequel. And well, we don't say change it. We say we say don't don't tell the same story again. Yeah, but uh, this this is a little bit. Isn't that what they're doing? Well, they're no, they're they're taking they're taking the entire premise and and kind of going off and they're you know as far as the alien they're keeping the same premise. But you know, for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, we're talking about the fact that all the characters that you loved and rooted for in the second movie spoiler die at the beginning of this movie. They don't even they don't even appear in the movie. So it's just kind of a weird choice to to do. I, I I applaud the courage of it. I'm not surprised that people weren't receptive to that. Uh, but yeah, it's it was brave as a movie. As a movie, it was very brave of them to do that. As a box office, let's make money on a movie we release. It was a very very poor choice. It'd be like if they made Transformers three and killed off everyone. There was no robots. Most people would be happy about that uh, yeah. because it just Transformers most, three with just Shia and no robots. I might watch that movie. Me too. Right. <laughs> I mean, most most times when you're watching Transformers, you just kind of think to yourself, "Wow, I really wish bugs flew out of the mouth and eyes out of every person on this movie because you hate everyone so much." <laughs> but uh, so a reduction in cast would actually wow. benefit that movie quite a bit. Ooh. Here, these are lovable characters that you root for and like run the literally the edge of your seat, hoping they make it out of there through sheer pluckiness. Uh, pluckiness and, will never help you in the space, right? But no. in space, no one can hear. And we'll get into it. It's not just the fact that they died. 
die. It's the fact that they die essentially off camera. Like they yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's, it's just like they're, they're dead. They're, they're, they're dead. The Fuck story, it, they're dead. It's a decision. The story they yeah. wanted to tell was off those yeah. characters. Right. But that's, it's just a handicap for anyone who, who didn't come to the movie not knowing anything about the previous movie. You know, it's just it's just such a, a left hook right at the beginning that I mean, a year before this movie was released, a friend of mine was working on it. We'll get to the relevant scene, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm doing this uh, the Alien sequel, third Alien movie." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And and uh, what happens? He goes, "Well, in the beginning, the ship crashes, and uh, and Hicks and Newt are dead, and Bishop is your your will be destroyed." And I'm like, "What? Who thought that was a good idea?" You know who, who's yeah. who's making that movie? You know, it's like a year before I ever saw a frame of the movie. I said I, I already don't like the movie. I don't like what they're doing, and I don't think anyone else is going to as well. And now, it, uh, and and as a result, you know, uh, one of the you know laws that uh, you we all knew is when this movie did come out was uh, that the, whoever that Fincher hack was, he's never working again. Because this no, is a career killer. No this job. movie. Right off the bat, though, Eddie and Trey are both kind of. About I said I'm talking about this, this this reception at the time. I admire the movie. Right. I, I enjoy the movie. I like yeah. what it did. Okay. I just you right. know, it was brave and and brave often means failure. Matt Fade <laughs> Veda, how do you feel about Alien Cubed? Um, this uh, it we talked we talk a lot about. Everyone ha- seems to have their movie that you know that was my like. Tico always talks about a, a Phantom Menace came out of that point in your life where you just, I just like, like Gungans, man. Yeah, and for me, this is sort of my this is basically my Phantom Menace. I grew up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it like is it like your Waterloo? <laughs> this is best movie was my Waterloo. Uh, it it was David I, Fincher's Waterloo. I discovered Alien and Aliens somewhere in middle school, I think, uh, and really got really got into both of them. Um, I used to sit at home and uh, I don't know if anybody remembers Constructs. Uh, oh these yeah, little, these Ooh. little building block thing. I used to spend. You have no idea how many hours I spent. But like some guys, a lot of guys grew, came up making, doing like lightsaber stuff <laughs> on the computer. I grew up basically trying to figure out how to make a smart gun out of constructs. Um, well, that, it, uh, I, if Van Ling is to be trusted, that will get you a job. That can get you a job for yeah, Jim Cameron, maybe. But um, but you like it? You're a big fan? Not uh, a big fan? What up? I have a I have a special place in my heart for it. and it even as even as I become more dis, more discernible, <laughs> well, we should get you X-rayed right away <laughs> because Something, if you've yeah. got Alien Three in a special place in your heart, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> no, um, kill him! Kill him! It's possible that you are the face hugger. Yeah, yeah know, maybe, but um, yeah. So the so this came out in in high school, and even even and I I didn't I not sure how I felt about it then, but um, you know even as I become more discernible a, a film person. I've and and particularly once you once I've seen like a lot of this behind the stu- the scene stuff uh, in terms of writing the screenplay and then what all, what all went into it the sheer it, I have such respect for David Fincher as a director knowing what he had going into this cuz he didn't have a script it was like a day by day. Um, we don't really know what we're doing. If you know anything about Fincher, you know that would probably make him want to kill himself. Right. <laughs> yeah. In later so years, he'd become meticulous. the guy that would do it over and over and over again until it completely nailed it. This was this was essentially his. Okay, we're going to give you a chance on directing a, a movie, and, and for your sins, this is the one you're going to get. It's, right. it's funny because I I see, and now we're on me, Teague. I see <laughs> this movie. This is a very. This is two completely floaty analogies that I'm connecting to each other. I see this movie in Fincher's career. As Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, made some money, but I if we hadn't given Fincher or Indiana Jones one more, we <laughs> yeah. would have never known we were going to get Last Crusade or Seven. Yeah. Like right. I, I can't believe someone banked on this guy again, because <laughs> yeah. at the time you would have been like, I don't think that guy can do it, yeah. and you would have been wrong. It's the same thing with Indy. It's like we got Temple of Doom, and yeah, I like it, I guess, but we got. When someone said, we'll do another one, after that monumental, weird 
not failure, but weird, like, <laughs> offshoot of the series, or in this case, the guy's ability. Someone had to go, I think he can do it. Did it. And then for the rest of the time, we got the rest of the Indiana Jones franchise. Okay. Bad example. But we got, we got <laughs> after this, after this, yeah. Fincher did seven. Keep, keep going. He did seven. Then, like, what was it? Uh, the, 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 game? the game. The game. And then Fight, Fight Club, Club. And then Panic Room. And then Zodiac. And then Benjamin yep. Button. And now he's working on the Facebook movie. So we'll see when he jumps the shark. Which, but, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you Which and I, Teague and I have actually read the script uh, to the Facebook movie. And that's a solid piece of writing by it's Mr. Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. What do you get it? Yeah, because yeah, that guy sucks all the time. Uh, anyway, yeah. he sucks out loud. In terms of Alien Three, <laughs> in terms of Alien Three, uh, I've seen it uh, once or twice in passing. I, I I always remember liking Alien and Aliens, and go to the other commentaries for that. But this one, I I saw. I think I saw the beginning of it once and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they did, all right. Uh, and I've seen the rest of it in bits and pieces at someone else's house. Like, oh, he's playing. Oh, there's a scene there where apparently she's the only chick. That's weird. I I don't have much experience with this, so I look forward to seeing <laughs> having my down in front enlightened first viewing. More or less, yeah. it's the thing. It's 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 actually a very good movie. I came to appreciate the movie on its own terms. It uh, as as someone may have already said, it really just shouldn't have been part of the Alien franchise. Yeah, it just it doesn't go with the two movies that it precedes. It's a good dark, creepy, nihilistic, downer ending right. sci-fi movie, which I love all those things about it. I just it doesn't work as an Alien movie to me. Right, and and that was the problem. And and either that or you know, and, and it's a shame that Fincher kind of got off to a rocky start with his feature career because I think he he made the right movie out of what he was given but they shouldn't have made this the third Alien movie that being said go ahead and get your mouse remote ready at the point where the 20th Century Locks visual part of the logo has faded to black although locks (laughs) 20th Century Locks some really good salmon Uh, 20th Century Lockbox has faded to black and we're gonna get like the last like three seconds of that stinger fading out which would be a creepy way to start the show (laughs) mouse remote three two one on pause. Just this brown noise Ligeti Weird. music. <laughs> yeah, it's like that the, is really cool. It's like the it, it's, uh, an it's an like awesome the ending of the choice. White Album, and yeah. it, it, it is really an appropriate choice because I mean, like Trey said, right away they've established it's just a massive Control Alt Delete on the entire sort of previous franchise. Yeah. Brandywine. Well, has that ever yeah. worked? Has 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 killing off your characters to make a sequel ever worked? Is there other examples of this where it went it fared better? Because it does seem like the one way you can piss off everyone that would have been coming based on the franchise name. And typically, that's why you make a sequel, is because I know that first Star Wars movie made money. I'll make another one. And then they made a different decision at Empire. And here, they everyone liked that Alien movie and Aliens. We'll make another one. And they made a change. I, I, I guess the difference is literally, you have to make it different, but don't kill off the reason people are coming to watch your film. That's exactly how but I felt. But then again, yeah. you know, this exactly movie's lead Cameron character, felt. this yeah. movie's lead well, yeah, character we should, is Ripley. We should we should mention that uh, yeah, that James Cameron and the authors of the original Alien concept and 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 Michael Bean, um, none of whom had anything to do with this movie, all all said publicly, and they didn't want to, and no one should watch it, and it was going to be an awful, terrible thing, um, because they they objected to the premise of it as well, which I guess you know they have a right to of anybody, they have a right to. The thing for me, the and sort of the first two Alien films, and even though they're different films in the way they approach it, you know, with Cameron and and Ridley Scott, the way they approach it is is what it does well is that it takes these people who are in a a pretty steady situation that's fairly relatable, and then with the introduction of the presence of the alien, spooky, mo- it spooky completely spooky ghost monster, it completely upends it, and then therefore, you know, this person who is in no way qualified to. Uh, to deal with it manages to do so 
and 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 overcomes. And here, right from the get go, we just so we start here, we start up high, and we kind of head down fairly quickly. Here, we start pretty far yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, we start pretty far down. We already established in the first thirty seconds blood and and uh, and HR Giger, much much props to him. Uh, yeah, he we, actually did a, a, a redesign that they didn't. Act, I don't believe they actually really used, but they can they can. Um, Consulted him about doing a redesign for interesting. this one. Yeah, interesting. Well, they still they give him credit because he was right. you know he originated the whole concept. But yeah, it, it, jumping ahead, but uh, obviously the alien is different in this one because it's it's born of a dog and not mm-hmm. of a yeah, human. Yeah, we'll we'll, yep. we'll see that. Yeah, which, exactly. which was initially an ox, which is one of the <laughs> nice. It's one of the only ways you can say that this movie's like the Mask Two. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only way. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to pull that one out of your ass. By the way. Yeah, it's like the mask. Co-producer oh, Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Well, I wonder if that could be part up. of the problem. Yeah, no, I don't. Th- I I don't think so. I mean, she. Uh, I think she took a chance. And, and all the all those stories I read, you know, she was very hands-on, involved in the story. I mean, she, it's not like she made this movie against her will. Obviously, Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, recently yeah. passed away. He passed away in between our two uh, recordings. So yeah. Oh wow. Props Dan, to Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. Dan O'Bannon. Snaps story by Vincent Ward. Who it, there's very little that remains of his story in here. But did uh, he kill off the characters in the beginning? Walter Hill. Walter Hill. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Now Walter Hill did not. They did not survive. We'll, we'll get into it more, but there's been, there great. are there are many uh, iterations of the the script for this, as we'll get into a little bit later. I've I've read a little bit of the original one that where the the prison colony was actually a wood planet and a primarily a religious monastic sort of mm-hmm. society. Uh, but Walter Hill is a, I, I didn't realize he had a part to do with this. That's very interesting. Well, I think he was the producer of the original as well. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's okay. got his name. Hill, Geiler, and um, I forget the third gentleman. They they are Brandywine. Yeah, but Nine, as far as as far as establishing a screenwriter, a screenplay credit, uh, which is what I sort of reacted to. Aliens was seventy nine, right? Or so, Alien was seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. Aliens 79. was like eighty four. Like no, eighty six. Eighty six. Eighty six. Eighty six. All right, so seven years and then five years later. Double Actually, Y. Double Y chromosome. Yeah. War Correctional Facility. Kind of gloss over that pretty quick. Maximum security. Yeah. So they're saying men only prison. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Big map and, 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 and there's, and, there's and, a, you know, prison labor, essentially. They've already done some badass effectory here. That, Although I believe, that, I believe that was uh, it, that, one of the first uses it's of digital composi- it's compositing. A, it's a little mixed. Sometimes there's a, a couple of composites that are really kind of really not good at all. Um, but then we should point out, this was done at Boss Film, which is the company that Richard Edlund, after he left ILM, after he won the Oscar for uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, around about then, because he, he's one of the ILM guys for Return of the Jedi. Then he came back down to L.A. and he founded Boss Film, which did... Uh, Die Hard and uh, this movie and a bunch of other movies as well. Now it's funny for me. One of the first things I saw this, and I I was as a, a young pup in '92. I was like 14, 15 when I saw this. Um, the one thing we knew David Fincher directed this, and I was really into music videos back in the day. So I knew the name David Fincher because he, Fincher comes from videos like Michelle Gondry or Chris Cunningham. Yeah, exactly. He has a, he has well, a Michael, very Michael extensive Bay comes from commercials, commercials. Yeah, somewhat. somewhat. He has a very extensive music video background, and w- sort of one of his early claim to fame was the Madonna Express Yourself video. And you see a lot of Wasn't sort of that in, the black and white sex video. No, no, that was Justify My Love, and he didn't do that. Uh, that was somebody else. But I just was, set a trap for you. and You walked right into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, dude, the box when you could like request music videos. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Uh, because uh, I, you could see a boob occasionally, um, but no, he the Express Yourself video had a lot of sort of these industrial. It had like it had a few scenes that were very like industrial and sort of like you know a lot of smoke and you the the first scene here where we see this and everything's just dripping and which is an alien franchise trope to begin with, but very wet, very metallic, very industrial. You get that feeling. Um, it, it seemed to fit very well, but it, it kind of at times we're like, yeah, this is the you know it's it's Express Yourself the movie. 
Yeah. Is this really how they're going to introduce to us the fact that these people have died? Yeah. They're going to say not exactly. survivor. Yeah. yeah. Unidentified yep. female, twelve years old, dead. Dead. And you're like, Wait, well, what? huh? Here's let me th- let me let me throw this at you real quick. As someone who didn't grow up with the franchise, having watched the first two, I'm not a huge fan of Newt. I just remember that she was in the movie, and frankly, I don't care. Yeah, I, I Michael Bean got paid almost as much for his picture here as he did for the first movie. Yep. Yeah. Now, <laughs> by, by design. Yeah. He said. He said. <laughs> He's uh, like, sure, you can use my. And again, picture. that was that was his way of, I believe, protesting the movie existed at yep. all. He's like, yep. oh, you want to put my picture? Even you want to put my picture in? Here's how much I want. Yep. If you're going to yep. do that. This, well, is, well, this like, is post Back to the Future too. So yeah, that's law now. So let's go back to that. The um, meanwhile, Lance Henderson, the, 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 the Crispin Glover thing, to show up in person, as we'll see much later. But right off the bat, I don't understand what the problem is with killing off these characters because ultimately, isn't Ripley the Alien right. character. Yeah, I, well, it's like, again, you're looking back on something that was established that. Well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly it's, the apathetic it's, it's like, party it's, here. Well, it's like kind of like I don't see why everyone was so upset when at the beginning of Return of the Jedi we find out Leia died. You know, it's like Leia's one of the characters that I was following right. in the last movie. We care. I, I okay. cared about. All right, that's her. a good point. You know? And even if you don't necessarily care about Newt, actually, as I'll, I'll give it to you because that's a good argument. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if you don't necessarily care about Newt as a character, or or Bishop as a character, or killing you know, a girl, just arbitrarily killing well, a twelve-year-old kid, we care because you Ripley, hate it. You, yeah. We care because Ripley cares. You yeah. know, we were so identified and enmeshed with with Ripley that she struggled so hard to save those lives. Was well, that paid yeah. off with some some amount of depression and apathy in this one? Well, yeah. It's yeah. again, again, it's like. This movie itself is a wonderful, dark, it's a very, very dark, nihilistic, downer movie. It just is, is you know, starting off by saying, you know why this is a downer movie? All those people that you feel you already know and like, they're dead. That's how right. we're going to get you started on right. this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this movie would have been great if it wasn't an alien movie that didn't claim to connect to the previous movie and kill off all the characters that I was excited about in the last movie. Well, I, I believe as, that... As a story of how awful and evil and dark and uncaring the universe is, this movie succeeds brilliantly, and that works. But... I, I believe initially, though, there was the intention to uh, bring the characters back to Earth, because the very I remember seeing the very first trailer uh, for Alien 3, and it, <laughs> and it went... It went something to the effect of, you know, in, in 1979, we find out, we found out that no one in space, no one can hear you scream. And in 1992, we will discover in on Earth, everyone can hear you scream. And there was actually, clearly they didn't fall through that, but there's uh, actually a series of books, um, alien aliens books, that uh, were actually... Were yeah, sort of yeah. They uh, they if you go out and buy them now, the characters have been Hicks has been renamed renamed Wilkes and uh, Newt has been renamed Billy. But if you read them and just replace the, the, the these those sound two like names, fan fiction. No, no, they're they're proper. Well, then why change the name? Um, well, because they're not because this is this became canon. Um, they're the Weird. The, the comic there are comic they were the novels are actually based on uh, aliens comic books yeah from dark horse yeah yeah i was uh, laughing a second ago at a line in the movie yeah. i've taken a vow of celibacy and that includes, and that includes women. women yeah <laughs> it's, i mean again it's like prisons are funny that's actually that character actually gets uh, what is my favorite single line in the movie coming what? up uh, fuck fuck yeah, i love that one dude me <laughs> and my friend reround that over and over it's again. one of those it's, it's not since the thing has there been yeah. a more accurate uh, line in a horror movie yeah that's a great part. but uh, that's a great bit uh, but yeah and he's great and he's actually you know the funny thing is even though he's an evil, awful, rapist criminal, um, he's spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. He's the only one who's going to live at the, the end of this survivor. movie. And, he's the survivor. And and actually, uh, there's a there's a line that's been cut from Alien Resurrection uh, where Renona Ryder's character is, you know, when the, she first confronts the new. Oh Ripley. shit! There is a fourth movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and for, I'm not so, so hip far with that one. Well, but and that, we're not even a, counting Alien versus Predator movies. There's uh, don't get me started or there. Batman yeah. didn't. Yeah. But uh, there's a <laughs> there's a line where she's like, "I've read Morse, who is this character, the the only survivor who. Oh, apparently, that's an awesome little little de- detail. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, I, cool. like, like it's supposedly his account. It, it may, what happened? It may not even be cut from the movie. I think it may, it may have even been a 
line from the book. Uh, that kind of, that kind of like smacks of Joss Whedon, though. To be honest, it like does. That, it feels that, yeah. good. Yeah. It feels weird. Joss Whedon work on that one. He he, he wrote, wrote the script. He wrote the original. He wrote, the original he wrote Alien Resurrection. Yeah, and then is that got, the one that he talks about at Comic Con where he's like, and they left two lines: the yeah. best and the worst line. No, that's X Men. X Men is he wrote the best and the worst line is when and I mentioned this in another commentary, but when Cyclops says, "How do I know you're really Wolverine?" He's like, yeah. "You're a dick." You're a dick. Okay. And then the other one is <laughs> a line. is the one that Storm is the one that Storm is. She says, "You know what happens when a frog gets hit by lightning?" Pretty much everything else. She read it like Medea, but really it was just meant to be kind of like a very Whedon esque, like eh, pretty much the same thing that happens. Yeah. To everything else. She Imagine Mal saying that. Yeah, it's, it works. Yeah, it's exactly. sort of, yeah, it sort Mal of came across like it's a tr- it's a trick question. It was the joke. Is it's a trick? You know what happens? What do you think happens? Everything else. <laughs> Someone right now is yeah. just jumping to the forum to go and say, "You guys." Do serenity? We will. Oh, we yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, will. yeah. Because no one's ever talked about serenity on right. I know on the, the internet though. Yeah, on the <laughs> internet, we might be the first. Yeah, I'm sure. We, we I'm should. Sure like, we have many new shocking. Things we should to record say about that commentary serenity. on a smoked drum just to be anachronistic. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, again, I, I uh, admittedly come to this as the guy who doesn't quite get why no one likes this movie. Although I never really saw it, so I can't say that I I get it myself. What the the complaint is? What beyond the point where it's like we compl- we, we killed some of the characters? It, it's a twofold thing. It's like you know, there's there's me, the guy who likes aliens, and there's me, the filmmaker. Me, the filmmaker goes, wow, brave choice. Me, the guy who likes aliens, going is going, wow, sucky choice. Um, you know, and and part of the reason is it's it's this is going to be a bit of a non sequitur, but it's it's the example that comes to mind. Um, Hitchcock was famous for doing cameos in his own films. You know, obviously that's one of the things he's known for. Um, once that became an accepted thing that 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 Hitchcock would do, you know, oh, he's going to do, you know, there's going to be a Hitchcock cameo. It's a Hitchcock film. He's in oh, here somewhere. There he is, lol. Exactly. He learned to put himself in the movie very early because otherwise people wouldn't be paying attention to the movie. They'd be watching for the cameo. Yep. Okay. So sure. my thing is, at this point in the movie, I'm going, when are they going to tell us that Hicks and Newt aren't dead? Yeah. When are they going to tell us that was a big head fake? And they're, you know, are they going to be at the end of this hallway? Is she going to see them there? And they're going to be in a hospital bed? And it was a lie? And And I think you spend the whole first act going... They can't have really done that, and it, it's it's a detriment to the movie. You're able your ability to enjoy the movie as a movie itself because it threw away the the important baggage from the last movie, which is why you're watching this movie. The other, yeah. the other so, like I, I said, as, as an audience member, I I I see the problem. It bugs me too. As a filmmaker, I go, "This is a great film," and I'm sorry. It's a shame that it you know it it shot itself in the foot by, yeah, by it, opening that way. Even as even as someone who's a fan of this, I I. I Wish they had done something else. Well, couldn't uh, they have just given what it is? I, I do, I do if, like it. If you're gonna, I didn't even realize it was this simple. But if you're gonna literally just say they died, never even talk Actually, about them. Yeah. My, my answer couldn't, is couldn't it have been they went to Earth? They're gone. Yeah, that's they're, what, they're fine. My yeah. answer is she was infected. She was ejected out of the ship. Everyone else made it, and now right. this is her dark story of how much the universe hates Ooh, her. I'm totally on. That. I'm totally on board totally with this movie that. now. Okay, totally so that's the one that. thing really. Yeah. Or okay, or I'm down. Or if you want to keep those characters alive, but maybe. Maybe they're uh, still in orbit. They're still frozen. We don't have to worry yeah, about maybe, them. Maybe uh, maybe Hicks is is sick. Maybe Hicks is like not doing okay. Maybe Newt hangs out with her some more. But maybe she gets killed halfway through because of the elevating stakes of the nature. Well, of the that story. would introduce drama. Well, I th- well, no, that, that's fine. <laughs> I think logistically the problem is that Newt is now about twenty two years old. There's a part, there's a problem with that <laughs> in the, in the real world, yeah, I mean, and they'd have, to, they'd have to they'd have to recast. Back in Hollywood, then who do you cast? I'm man? Okay. Like, well, like I said, that's Woo! my that's my answer. It's it's the very simple and clear. How many times have we said in a movie the way you get the audience's attention is you know, kill someone at the beginning of the movie, but you don't kill someone that we care about. Right. You know, you know we had at the end of Alien, 
there's one survivor in a Ripley. So whatever situation she finds herself in, okay, that's fine. But we establish all these lovable characters throughout Aliens, most of whom die, but th- their deaths mean something uh, because in the process of trying to survive the aliens. We, ha- we establish three clear survivors in various states at the end of Aliens, and to just completely just terminate all of those at the very beginning. It's, it's funny. Like, it actually reminds me of before a certain Harry Potter sequel book came out, mm. uh, there, J.K. Rowling had said, I'm going to kill one of the mains. Yeah, and the whole world was like, "It's Ron. Yeah. Don't kill Ron. Please don't right. kill Ron." Yeah. Right, right. Obviously, it wasn't Ron. Obviously, it wasn't because they didn't make the Alien Three mistake. <laughs> right. No, they killed. And, they, and, spoiler and, alert: They kill one of the Weasleys. They yeah, kill one they, of the Weasley they, they, they kill yeah. one of the Weasleys. They kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Re- I'm rereading that book right now. In fact, and I've, I'm, I've forgotten how man, how high the body count was. They yeah. start. With, they start with Harry's owl. Ow, Jesus! You That's yeah. owl. Yeah. They killed the owl. So here, here we're establishing. Here we're establishing one of the things I think the movie does very oh, right. That nifty which shit. is is yeah. is Torn the dog. And yeah, I, they actually I, had to shave his face to yeah. look Aww. like that. Yeah, my wife can never. Well, watch whatever. This movie. It's not amputation, so it's fine. Yeah, but I think we've. I think we've. To me, that that isolates the issue. If if they had just said, I mean, I'm okay with the story about how the universe just keeps fucking Ripley over and over right. and there's never going to be a happy ending for her. That's cool. That's a People good should make more of those kind of movies. I yeah. think Hollywood rarely does. Um, and I think it's a fun, it's a fun sort of, you know, thing to do. I just think the answer would, the answer would have been, you know, change two lines of dialogue or change, change that computer. Gra- I'm going to do my own Aww. special edition. Uh, I'm going to do my own special edition of this movie where I'm just going to change that graphic at the beginning. Cause that's the only thing that we need <laughs> where it's like right. Ripley was ejected from the ship and everyone else went to earth and they're fine. And cut these scenes and you're good. And the universe uh, hates her. Can I pull, can I pull a dork man and make a pitch? You can okay. totally. You can t- actually. Uh, I just want to point out that um, while Carrie Han had obviously gone on to grow up and uh, and be a be a person who couldn't play Newt anymore, the the corpse of Newt is played by the body cast of the, the original of Newt. the original Newt that the sh- that Sigourney Weaver is carrying around wow, in the power station. Cool. Yep. Right. So they actually literally they yeah. shot this in the same at the same studio. They literally went to the storage unit. They pulled oh, it open. There she is. They pulled out her whole head cast from when she made this movie, and they made a new Newt. What'll be fun is that when and, and, and they, in close up it holds up. Like, well, in close up, this is a real girl. Oh, yeah. Sure. No. Sure. Because, 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 because yeah. as this is the way it's of things, a different girl. all those props from aliens got sold for lots of money. Some yes, guy, the do. guy that bought the Newt body cast, look uh, at dark F- FBI. Take a look. Yeah, just checking out. <laughs> yeah, they, they, sure. No, so, it, was, it was still at the studio, and, and along with a lot of uh, bits of scenery and set pieces that were recycled and so oh, on. Um, now, the Salako, by the way, which opens the movie, the Salako. I don't know if Bob Burns had it. Bob Burns had it yet, but Bob Burns has the Salako now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they may have gotten it back from him if he had had it by then. One of the coolest things about Down in Front is when we'll go. All right, this doesn't work. What could work? I think, and this is just something I kind of thought about today on the drive over here, uh, because the things that to me worked about this is the idea of her on a sort of work colony prison uh, and the idea of, of the alien taking over sort of an animal body with the dog, and therefore you get different sort of end results of aliens. That's that's something new that we haven't seen, because if you have the same alien chasing you over and over again, it's sort of like, mm. uh, what I think works is some of the characters, you can keep some of the characters, but I think in my mind, I think I would. I'll incorporate what Trey said of injecting injecting everybody else to Earth, but I think you put, I think you put Ripley um, somehow on a planet that's like a sort of a menagerie or like a zoo planet that is tended to by some of these guys. So you get all sorts of strange like flora and fauna all around, and they keep respawning out of these different kind of creatures. So you get all sorts of different kind of aliens that have different abilities. So it's not just trying to escape the alien, but also trying to escape sort of like these new ad- uh, adapted abilities that you could do. That's just a, like a fun way to sort of like up, up the tension and, well, and have that's, something that's, more That's to fun, do. but we're not going to give a movie of that, that kind of budget to a noob like David Fincher. Oh, well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it ever <laughs> would have happened for lots yeah. of reasons. I'm just saying. Well, like, we've talked about an excellent way, speaking of Joss, an excellent way to increase drama uh, and, and um, I'm sorry, Eddie, go. Oh, no, I was just going to say like right here, like that kind of like really 
quick close-up montage and sort of the rack focus on the scalpel. That's again another sort of Fincher Fincher visual staple it's that you Fincher. see a lot. This he guy really likes this guy made seven a couple years. Liquid later. on yeah. metal is like a really big thing with Fincher. You see that a lot in in in, in, in his production design, especially even all the way up to Benjamin Button. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the closer video, especially. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the uh, one thing that we've talked about, especially with Joss movies like Serenity, although we haven't talked about that on the air. Lol, my bad. Yeah. Crazy. Is that one excellent way to increase tension and drama? And realism and involvement by the audience is just to make your bad guy someone that we can at least see what he's doing. Yeah. It's like you, you don't necessarily agree with him, but you go, I can really see how that would happen. Yeah. It'd be interesting, and I don't know if we do this in this movie. I know we do it kind of. Uh, I, I would love to see a situation where Ellen is on the planet with the aliens. And it's just, so here's what's up. I, I'd like to see that reveal. Where you know that the aliens just indiscriminately want to kill people on the ship, but that's probably because they want to kill it. I'd right. like to see, I'd like to see some amount of a plot thread going into what the aliens are doing. This, and that, I wonder I, if that it, it sort of betrays the haunted house aspect of it, but it doesn't. Int- I mean, this is the third sequel or the second right, sequel. Second this sequel. is the third movie. Well, I think that's what I think that's the other missing piece of this movie is as 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 much as the individual parts all work, it's like we're really what's the threat. You know, it's like they, they kind of establish, like, I guess there's so many damn ventilation ducts, and this, this too is also setting up Sigourney Weaver's joke in Galaxy Quest that would come 10 years later. But uh, why are there always so many ducts? But, uh, you know, it's like, what's the threat? What's the danger? Why can't they just lock a door and go, screw you, alien, walk around outside all you like? You know, there's only one of you. Right. You know, it's it's like, it's not, compared to the last movie, compared to the movie before that, the Jeopardy situation is not really nearly as clear. Um, it's It seems to be trying to say that this is now, because of Newt and Hicks, now it's just her getting vengeance, which makes her like, well, I'm not... I'm not as on board with her motivations for why she's doing it. It's just now. kill Bill. It's yeah. It's yeah. it's <laughs> it's just well now she's just pissed. I guess that's what's going on. Is you know it's like why why do you have to kill this one dog? <laughs> I mean it's like when, the, when it comes down to as opposed to the alien queen, which clearly had malice you know intent. She's trying to kill an alien puppy dog. You know, and yeah. it's like we just well because she knows it's going to run around and kill everybody. Well, else. you know, like I said, you know, lock lock the door, leave it outside. Well, wait, that, for, wait for the authorities who've already been alerted and are on their way. Well, what, what's what's funny is that if you actually if you actually uh, see the there's a another cut <coughs> that uh, Fincher didn't have anything to do with, but it they put in a lot of a, a lot more um, footage, and it, there's actually a point where they actually get the the alien trapped for a while, um, and. You, meanwhile, you're sitting there thinking, "Okay, th- there's no way that this thing is gonna stay locked in there. How, how is it? How is it gonna get out? And when? And um, well, so see, it really, rat- I think, it I really ratches it up. But see, I think that's I think that's a flaw in the movie. Attention. I think it's a flaw in the movie because then now you're saying it's like, well, so it's like a supernatural vampire dog alien. It's like the Jeopardy isn't established properly because it's in, in, in a way that it was very cleverly properly done I thought in a way that worked just fine in the prior movie which was we'll just lock ourselves in and we don't care what the aliens do what the reactor next door is going to explode now we can't just lock ourselves in there's a ticking clock and we have to go out and deal with the alien this movie doesn't have that this movie doesn't have that next step interesting of, very cool why Why don't you just find a room it's not, it's not, it's, a, it's it's not a freaking laser machine it, it can't get through a steel door it can't so just find a steel door and get on the other side of it, and it's not like no, we have we, we're not going to have a rescue. We have a rescue. They've already established how long it's going to be until there's a rescue. Again, it's a, it's a construction issue. It's the fact that the Jeopardy and their response to it 
doesn't it's out of make sense at least why they do anything well, they I, do. I, think, I wonder what would have happened if uh now, I, I, my, to, to, to finish addressing your point though is is that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody in this process wasn't aware of that but this movie is one of those movies that 97 people made and no one had the clear vision about what the fuck this movie was going to be but, yeah i'll grant that i'll grant what's so funny is it can happen where you know when when 10 different people get their hands on a movie well 10 different people are going to fight for the thing that they think is important or valuable in that movie and those things might not connect into one movie so well, yeah. I, I just realized something else that bugged me about this movie I literally, it literally it's probably the me. fucking direction right because he sucks <laughs> I just I hate clearly our opinion is that Fincher is a well, what's, I, well, what's I, I funny just, is every shot of this movie is a work of art just like oh, everything, everything is Fincher's beautiful. ever beautiful but this is this is an issue I have and this is where I'm kind of curious because you know Sigourney Weaver did have a, a front and center she had a um, she had a producer credit on this and obviously hand in the story, but she she was there. A big thing to me, and what I loved about help. what I loved about the first two movies, because I mean I was and I've talked about my mom, but I was raised by a very strong woman, you know. And for me, what I loved about these two movies is that her gender had literally nothing to do with the plot. She was this person who did awesome shit who happened to be a woman, and I loved that. I loved that, especially in the late seventies, early eighties, you know, kind of the post woman's lib, but obviously redefining the role what a woman could and could not do it just she was a this awesome character who was capable and smart who happened to be a woman and with this her gender is front and center yeah and into the plot of it and yes i understand that she has to prove herself as, as tough and capable in a whole prison full of men but the gender issue is like addressed from straight on the fact that she's with all these men who are you know rapists and murderers and whatever so she's got to right. work double hard whereas yeah. i felt like they've struck a perfect balance in the first two movies and it opens up sort of these gender politics as a side plot well, they're well, interesting. Just, They're not know. necessary to the well, alien. Well to, well, exactly. to, well, to build off of to build off of my own, you know, instant sort of. And again, I haven't thought about this in advance. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a, a, on a dorkman level. But how about this? Is as here, here's a ticking time bomb that's set up, but never, but never paid off. Um, they do. What if they did do the smart thing? Okay, screw it. You know, she goes. I've done this twice before. Here's what you do. You lock yourself in a room. We wait for the authorities to arrive. It's just a freaking dog. It, it can't eat metal uh, unless it decides yeah. to cut itself. Um, you know, it's like we can handle this. She locks herself in a room with a bunch of crazy rapist guys and she realizes she can't stay in that room she's got to get out of that room and she she has to go out because she can't be in the room that is the safe room so you know let's have the movie pay off its own premise where you know she she realizes that being locked in with the prisoners is worse than being outside dealing with and the then alien. You your whole human politics thing you well, get your whole exactly. human social contract. and then you can build off of that where she goes out to meet the alien and then we play the next card which the movie does quite well where the alien goes oh i'm not killing you you're special Right, you know, right, and right. so you know, so there you've got multiple. Well, what's story funny beats. is that you brought that up a second ago, and I wanted to bring this up, but now it's even better. Is that based on that one sort of what? What is the piece of drama? Not magic. New term. The piece of drama that's happening here. We can't do this. That means we have to face the fact that we have to do this. That's drama. I wonder what would happen if uh, you know Fincher. Excellent job. We've talked about his storytelling and his his cinematography, but ultimately he didn't have much to do with the movie, just the look and the direction of it. He didn't craft this story. It's not his fault. I wonder what happens if instead of giving the writing guys, all 97 of them, uh, an option to do this whole thing, what if you give it to Cronenberg's team? Right. That, that's, that's even present in the thing. That's awesome. Uh, b- before we get to that, I, this scene actually... <laughs> before, no. Yeah, anyway. No, no, no. I, and I do That is. I do want to talk about that, but this is kind of an important scene because we get this, we get this birth and the death and birth, literally. The, the cremation. The baby burster. The, oh, crema- the cremation. Abortion, the puppy burster. The cremation of the, the two humans along with the birth of the, the puppy alien. Uh, 
which is going to parallel later on when when as the chest is literally, or the chest burst is literally coming out of uh literally out of uh, Ripley she you know kills herself in the same pit it's a nice little callback to that, that it's is a, some it's, excellent effects work it's effects really work cool. and it's a nice little moment I'm not a big fan of 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 sort of uh you know of uh, opticals or not opticals but like half dissolves over one image or another the editor gets a little bit carried away with it here but the the scene is, is a nice foreshadow to that it's one of the things the movie does right but anyway pursuant to what you were so saying anyway, fix said yeah. something cronenberg i love cronenberg i fucking love well i mean cronenberg. i i look at the thing as your quintessential lol horror movie but seriously it's good and that even has that one piece of drama in place where it's like well here's what we're dealing with this isn't about the puppets this isn't about the characters it's about the fact that these people don't know who's who and now the movie takes place yeah. cronenberg and, and, and i guess what you're saying is is really deeply accurate where it's like I don't know what the one thing that I'm super worried about for this movie is yeah. right you know an alien you know what it is an alien you know what it is you know what they a couple years later they had another go at making this movie and they just didn't make the mistake of calling it an alien movie and they made a movie called Pitch Black which is this movie yep. <laughs> from start yep. to finish yeah, exactly. yes. from start to finish with the same sensibility and the same ideas yeah, uh, and well, all the same events and, and a guy just was, didn't, it's just a knockoff of aliens well, I, rather pr- than being a literal sequel I'm pretty sure Tui, that Tui uh, adapted the script I'm pretty sure that's a script that he wrote for or alien it's, it's, it's almost right. like that would probably it makes sense that that would have been an, an, un, an unused alien prequel sequel script doesn't it and it, they it, just it said does. just change I'm, the aliens I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened just yeah, change the, the guy aliens. from the usual suspects I like this movie <laughs> David Tui I believe and I could be wrong on this but I think I believe David Tui is doing the next uh, the Predator reboot produced by Rodriguez that could be cool and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really? yeah, I believe I could. It may not be Rodriguez too, is doing a Predator he's movie, producing it, and it's oh awesome. no, it's oh, that's, it's awesome. awesome. It's the trailer's awesome. out. The trailer's, the trailer's out already. You can see it? Yeah, it's basically they took it's what they what they do about it is and it's a great it. cast, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the aliens in their in on their kind of their own natural environment. The idea yeah. is that the predators bring like human predators to their planet to hunt and kill them. Yeah, and so, they, like, they put them in a game preserve. It's and like they a game preserve. Yeah, but so it's like the most dangerous game only with Predator. Exactly. Right off the bat, those two things together. Yeah, that's your that's your diehard in a building pitch for me yeah. Yeah. I love that movie and one you, of can't, like, you can't one stop of remaking Dangerous Game and you, know, yeah. you can get away with it every single time hey, yeah, Dollhouse uh, did it uh, fortunately it. Fincher will never do that no <laughs> no they'll never happen. that was a good three seconds thank <laughs> you guys everyone at home was like I think he made a bad joke oh they laughed yeah. I think he made a good joke okay was that a point or a joke that was both and I gotta say you know shaved woman shaved head yeah, like I said, every you know, again, you, you the, do, the only thing wrong with this the only thing wrong with this movie is I'm still going. You freaking killed Newt, you bastard! Yeah, I just, hate your movie. I'm crazy bummed out now. The yeah. entire time. Well, what's that's funny. all that's wrong with this movie? Otherwise, it's a the great. Movie's just a I love everything about this movie. I, I have gotten over the course of this show a sense of trade sensibilities. I want to throw this to you. Uh-oh. What if we ended up with the exact same movie, but we showed a harrowing scene where Newt gets killed, and all of a sudden it's a choice, not a we need to get past that. So lol, we won't even say anything. It's it's context, you know. It's like if, yeah. if you have the same movie after a scene where they're all okay, and then well, the, something happens, and that's an inciting event. Well, again, I think the you, you, as someone you, you you said you you know you admitted that you're someone who who did not have a prior love for Alien Aliens. I mean, I yeah, Alien Aliens were two yeah. of the greatest movies of all time for me when I saw this movie, um, and and there is a difference between. The beginning of Star Trek, where we introduce a random stranger and go, see this guy? Dead. And you go, oh, that's a shame. He seemed nice. As opposed right. to two hours of a movie of characters that you cared about the entire time? Dead. You go, you suck. That's your answer to someone who does that to you. That's the difference. So, so while they're trying to get the usual, we'll start the movie off by killing a sympathetic character, the characters they've killed off are way too sympathetic, and I can't forgive them for having done it. I well, knew those it, characters. I didn't just meet them two seconds ago like Kirk's dad. I met them fair t- seven years ago, and I spent two hours with them, and I loved them. Well, it seems like... That's the problem. It seems like a, a big part of that problem is that it's... They were killed off not 
for drama purposes. They were killed off just because that's what we wanted to do with this movie. They didn't we, even we, die heroic. If they exactly. died heroically, if, you if, could if, almost If they died in a scene where you're like, you're right there with them, and it's a tor- it's like a torturous just, oh, yeah. it's like you know, insert whatever character from Serenity happened to die. Asterisk spoiler for the next commentary. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring if, that up. If you come to the for point example. where it's like we watched that guy die, and we're just like, oh my. Yeah. God, they're going to kill mm-hmm. everyone. The whole thing's going to die. I can't believe what's going to well, happen. And that's, now. And that's, that's mm-hmm. why that, that, but, would but, a, that would have a different effect on but, Alien. But three. Whedon was very, you know, because I've and 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 this is typical. I mean, I don't want to spoil Serenity. There is, yeah, oh yeah, shockingly, because I'm sure no one is listening to this has heard the scene Serenity. Well, Whedon was very specific about that. Um, and, and when I, I went to one of those early screenings, of course, that he was actually at presently, and yeah. the first question from the audience. So, all right, we'll take questions from the audience. And the first question was, "Why wash?" That was the first question, which, um, yeah, and, and actually it was funny because when I was sitting there in the audience, I was like, why wash what? I was like, oh, why wash the character of wash? Why kill? I was like, <laughs> like why wash your feet? Why? What, 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 well, we what, found out that kind of crazy fanboy question is that? Yeah. But, um, and Whedon's from, direct from the horse's mouth answer was, um, because because this used to be a television show, and on a television show, you know, no one will ever die. I wanted you to know you this to is a stake. This is a movie, yeah. and I might kill everybody. So be on your toes. And he was prepared, and, and yeah. he he had to take you right to the. No one is safe. I killed the preacher, and now I've killed Wash. I'm on a rampage. You have no idea right. where I'm going, do you? Well, it also that was up, why he did that. It also set up sort of an interesting dynamic in the very end of that movie, where you know, uh, where River Tam is like the pilot of the ship now. Uh, you know, t- she has multiple yeah. purposes now. She's sort of a new character. To He's, as, as has been said many times, Serenity. Serenity is you know five seasons of what would have been Firefly right. just crammed into one story. Right. And you know, it's like this is basically how Firefly would have ended if it had run for five seasons. Right. This would have been how it resolved. Now here we go. Back to our pretty stuff. Man, Fincher's good at this. He really is good at this. The problem is, is that a lot of these discoveries are made by characters we're just now meeting and like just don't really care about. About. Like yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these characters are just sort of hard to identify. And because honestly, <laughs> yeah, part of the production design, they're, gross. they're all middle-aged British men with shaved heads. How do you identify one from the other? Well, one is Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, I always did have that. <laughs> one's Pete Postlethwaite, but he wasn't. Of quite, course, he wasn't yeah. famous yet. And one is Charles Dutton. One, one's one is the Char- black man. One is Charles you know? Dutton. Like, and one is the guy who was the villain in uh, Last Action Hero. And yes, awesome. <laughs> yes, but, but, that, but uh, that's my point. Is that uh, we, we Charles are, Dance. the guy that killed Charles Amadeus? Dance. Yes. We, yeah. These characters. No, that's that's the other guy. That's F. Murray Josephson. Oh wow! Well, you yeah. see that oh, okay. this is gnarly. I, I yeah, would yeah, I would like, argue that you can't oh, have no, you, no, oh, like no, oh yeah the fan the fan. I'm a really big fan. Oh wow! You could not have say Hicks yeah. make this discovery because he would know instantly what exactly. was up. No, and, yeah. and that's a good point. That's a good point. You need to have people who were sort of neophytes to the alien experience, and I understand that they neophytes wanted, neophytes. You're like, kicking ass, man. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what that word is. New people. I, 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 I can etymologically yeah, create yeah. it. I just I in never today's heard that parlance, word parlance, a noob. S- small new yeah, things. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's a fancy way of saying noob. But it's an F and G. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it, the, oh, hello. Hello. Um, this is the... they commentary. They did give Sigourney Weaver's character one pump. At yeah. least she gets some in this I know, movie. She's like, she's like, okay, guys, for, at the first story, first things first, I'm getting some ass in this movie. Yeah, that's right. First of all, I want to tear off... Sometime in this movie, I'm tearing off a piece. That's non-negotiable. <laughs> and that's realistic. Like the poor yeah. woman has been yeah. hunted by aliens I, for eighty years. I she think she's earned. A, she's earned a shag. You know, and, and and to her credit, she picked the best looking guy in the colony. So okay, right? You will do. Like yeah. <laughs> fair enough. So, but the thing, the, you know, the the thing is, is that, and you're absolutely right, Matt. Like, I mean, we uh, anybody new to this. 
would have to be the one to make these sort of initial discoveries. I fully get mm-hmm. that. The problem is, is just from a, we're still sort of we're just now finally establishing the fact that okay, fine, I guess Newt and everybody else is dead. <laughs> yeah, they're Jesus really Christ. dead. So now it's like I it's like I'm fussy watching this movie. It's like okay, I'll, I'll guess I'll get used to these new characters, and I I guess I'll start to care about some of these people. The Doctor, you actually do care about. He's got some good character moments in that conversation we just passed, where she asked him like, well, "How did you get this assignment?" And he's like. Uh, so how do you like your haircut? And we'll find out more about him later on. But like, and he's going to die in about eighteen yeah, seconds well, after exactly. doing yeah, yeah. that too. Let me let me float a random and perhaps hideous concept to you guys. Yeah. What if this is Alien Four and there was a third between this and the last one, um, where we've seen the whole story of how they died and what happened and the bad dreams and hypersleep and the whole thing. Or we just saw them go home because or, they're, they're so not but, part of this story. They have nothing well, to do with this story. I just wonder what would have happened because if, if we'd already seen the whole movie, there was an entire movie where we show the excruciating problems that happened and then Newt was dead and then these people had their own like half an arc scene thing going on where it's, it's a huge plot thread. And then you sum it up at this time. What Lucas was going for I when w- the next time you see Vader is at A New Hope, the same thing where it's like the beginning of the movie is just, I can't believe what happened last time. Where you're supposed to see Vader and go, oh, Anakin. No one does. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing with this. I wonder they if there's a whole movie though. and then at the very beginning it's just like Newt dead. It would, it would oh, have to Newt. be a hell of a movie. It would I, be, would I be would be answer. down for that. I, as long as they established one thing for me. the the Because uh, they, re- they mess with uh, the life cycle of the aliens in here. You have two aliens. Yeah, I was going to bring that you up. Have an egg. Okay. You have an egg in the beginning that comes out of nowhere. Um, that one egg somehow if somehow is able to impregnate both uh, the dog and Ripley. Oh. Well, can, we, well it, we don't know that it, there weren't two eggs. But well, okay. They show us they show, I, they show either, us a shot of one. Well, egg. I, I have well, I have two. I have two ways of fixing this. One, show me two eggs in the beginning. Um, or two, establish in this perhaps in this hypothetical third movie, the fact that if it's a, uh, maybe it's a special facehugger, which they actually designed and built a, an armored queen facehugger. It's really badass looking. Uh, that's also in the extended cut, but they uh, established for me the fact that, okay, if it's a, it's a, if it's a facehugger that carries a queen egg, it can all, it can lay, it, it can impregnate multiple people so that there's, you know, here's the queen and here's a defender. Or something like that. A drone. Interesting. Um, I like that. I'm 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 more, I'm more down with that. With going well, they just showed us an egg in a you know in a in a 14 second fade in fade out at the beginning, and the, and the only reason for that shot is not to go. There was only one egg. Is to say, holy fuck, there were there were eggs on the Sulaco. I'm I'm totally down with the question of how the fuck are there eggs on the Sulaco? Well, yeah, that it's, too. It's been that's my problem. Is you know it's like we we just that's where the yeah, life cycle, I didn't mention the, it, but yeah, that's the overall that's where the life thing, cycle yeah. that's where the life cycle problem comes in for me. Is like the whole movie the where last did it come from? the last movie I, so, showed that the queen has an ovipositor and she lays the egg in the egg chamber the queen did she while, during you know in the 10 seconds she had before Ripley came out in the power loader suit did the queen run around hiding her easter eggs all around the Sulaco well, hold is that what happened I do have I've got a fix for that as well she's got the two smaller arms and she's right, mobbing them like footballs no she, she's <laughs> car- bowling they're like she, little sticky bombs she's carrying <laughs> no she's carrying one in those smaller arms which you know she then le- leaves <laughs> in the landing gear I, of I the, want to go back to Neophyte and Ovipositor I don't think what the hell I don't think this movie <laughs> this movie that, that would mean that this movie would, would solve its problems by reshooting the ending of the prior movie so I mean That's and maybe true. you could maybe you could have you know they could have done an insert well, where they just go you know what you never realized that moment and which would be a good sort of retcon if you showed it you know and we've all done we've all been well there. yeah that's exactly 
exactly what I'm talking about. Show, yeah. like, you know, the queen alien or the fact that she just kind of vented some eggs during the fight and we just go, oh, crap. We never noticed that she, you know, some eggs fell down the ventilator well, shaft or funny. whatever. Well, the reason that I, I, I think that's the biggest problem is like, well, how did, how, why is there an egg clinging to the ceiling well, the, 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 in the Sulaco? The, how did the, that happen? The explanation I've heard from that is, uh, oh, people. people <laughs> a wizard were, did it. Uh, no, it. No, it's even worse. It's just, oh, people weren't supposed to question that. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, really? Fuck well, you very much. Yeah. Welcome. Well, we talk welcome about to science fiction fans. On this show, we talk about <laughs> retroactive continuity. Yes. Retcon. Retcon. AKA as, 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 a, as a terrible joking thing. And that's why I brought up the third movie thing. Because I would actually... We've all agreed that this movie is an excellent movie. It just doesn't fit into the franchise in a way that's snug yet. And it'd be really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen this. Where someone goes back through it and doesn't make a prequel or a sequel. They make an extra episode between two that already happened. I wonder if you could make a really excellent in-between quill. A connected dot quill. I think that's what they try to do with the Animatrix, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. No, that's a good example. And in fact, yes. the anim- and we all Excellent. know the Animatrix kind of fucking rules. Yeah, I love it better than yeah. the sequels. Yeah. So I wonder what would happen if someone went back through and said, all right, like some diehard alien fan went, I need to make this work. Someone who can write a story and could make a good script anyway, who happens to know everything about this franchise, if you could write an excellent Alien 2.6. I'm sure that fan fiction is on the web somewhere. I'm sure already. it is. Whether, sure it's good, of, whether it's good yeah, and works. And there are if you found, if you, if you, novels and If you found, if you found yeah, a good yeah, one, yeah, please yeah. email it to Down in Front Show at Gmail. Well, there's, there's, if we don't already have it in our link list. There's, some, the very solid, there's some very solid uh, uh, comic book literature on the Alien franchise. And also, the Alien vs. Predator, kind of what it does well is it kind of reveals a little bit of backstory about both species. Yes, you know, so they and they and they kind of fills and in some of the gaps in between the two species. And in and fact, there's an issue of that that would have made an excellent Alien versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why they came up. Yeah, with the, those original, the original, the original, the original Alien versus Predator commentary. comic was amazing. Like, yeah. it was really, really good. It was a very good story. Flowed. You had characters you cared about. Uh, all new characters. You didn't need like sort of any of the baggage from the other two movies. Even if you knew nothing about Alien or Predators, yeah. you know, you the it did a really good job of keeping you involved and keeping you in a state of discovery. I, I will admit that that whoever what whoever that person was who said, you know, it'd be awesome. Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. And the person in the room who went, dude, <laughs> dude, you know, because if I'd been the person in the room, I would have done that. I would have been like. Okay, no more for you, but that's awesome. Dude. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. You know what? We own Alien and Predator. We're Fox. Awesome. (laughs) Give that guy another acid tab. Let's do this. Yeah, let's make it. Um, I don't think... By the way, that's how Dig Dug and Mario started. Pretty much. Um, And and Hot Tub Time Machine. I... I, I don't think I've ever seen a filmic execution that does that brilliant concept proper justice, but let's see what, you know, Rodriguez might come up with. At least he's rebooting Predator. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, what, there have been two, 15, how many, how many, two, two, Predator, 15, ADPs, 20 of those yeah. they made? I don't know. I don't know what, why Neither does Predator one? need a reboot? It needs a third movie because at the very end of the second one, he's like, don't worry, asshole, you'll get another chance. Well, it's not a reboot. It doesn't ignore continuity of the other movies. It it, it could exist. You could consider it a sequel. It's a side story. I guess we'll see. And I think that's franchises like this are really worthy of side stories. You could have a lot of different side stories. Uh, that are independent of one another. Now, the, the 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 Ripley character we really enjoy and identify with, but the mythology is not necessarily dependent on her. It's not like Star Wars, where you can't really have a Star Wars movie with, without Luke, without Luke, or at least the idea of the or Jedi or Skywalker, like or Skywalker, or something. Yeah. Kind. You could, and that's you know, you Tales could. of the Most Eisley Cantina. You, and things you like might that. even well, what, you might even make a television series out of it yeah. soon. Yeah. 
but what, the point is, is that is that you know this this sort of uh, the the cool things about aliens, the cool things about predators are not dependent on Ripley or uh, you know Schwarzenegger for that matter. So, mm-hmm. you know. well, what's that? What's that series of uh, Star Wars books that covers uh, it, like it's like an alternate timeline? What if things had happened differently? It started with Empire. Uh, what was it called? Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. I think yeah. it did. So, anyway, X Men babies. No, uh, <laughs> Brian, who's in the background, is shaking his head at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's Shadows it's, of the it's, Empire is in between. Yeah, it's there we go. There you go. Uh, anyway, so, oh, and here's our first rape yeah, scene. Yeah, like wow. I'll remember it and put in the show notes. Wait, wait, wait. This is, is really gonna get raped right now? She's, no, totally. She, she's gonna almost get raped, but Charles Dutton and a pipe is gonna fix that. Yeah. But yeah, this is you know this is vicious stuff. And like I said, I I'm okay with it. He has to put his goggles on. Yeah, the goggles down. He has to put his rape goggles on. All of a sudden, it is a Nine Inch Nails video. He has to put his rape goggles on and then and then scream before he. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that's how I that's, I do my pillow talk. How, <laughs> how do you do it? You know, I, how else would you? Come on. But Charles Dutton is Honey, actually. Honey, we're trying for a baby. Let's put the rape goggles on. Yeah, Char- like, Charles Dutton actually wailing on these guys when he when he comes to correct somebody you you get corrected impregnate too impregnate harder if you look at his piece of rebar he's got chunks of raper on it there's a there's there's some stuff on it yeah he's got chunks of rapist how many rapists did they start with before this guy got Uh, to the colony and started dealing out some justice well there's supposed to be 25 of them left we we do this joke a lot but it's always funny this isn't even something that happened in the movie this is just they filmed sigourney weaver for a day (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. these british actors man this is this is the epk we're watching Uh, now the, we should we the, should uh, the goggles thing really did bring me back to the closure video yeah, yeah really <laughs> and again I, I and here's the here's the funny thing here's the, these guys talking about faceless guys who keep getting knocked off these guys are actually at least kind of funny they're they're kind of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern this little <laughs> this little argument they have about you know it's okay to say shit that's not swearing because it doesn't say anything about God you know it's like just right. the fact that they're they're actually having a detail about the finer points of what what constitutes blasphemy and what's acceptable have, it's like we've been spinning coins together since I don't know when yes we've, we <laughs> I, we've been here a long time um, we've talked about every movie but Alien Three in this commentary yeah well, well I'm and speak, I, I'm actually about to, game. I'm actually about to fix that because well, we've established that uh, Alien Three shouldn't have been Alien and three otherwise it's a fine fine film um Good i actually save. i will talk i will talk a little bit about it because uh we're, we're, we saw a quick quick glimpse of the bishop uh, uh dead bishop android there um that uh, sigourney almost got raped over and uh <laughs> and that would have been something for him to wake up what to. a legacy for bishop to have ripley had, how old boy what, what did i miss he he <laughs> led a fine and noble life for a synthesoid and he ended it by getting someone raped what over in him. the hell did i miss while i was asleep um the and, and uh, this movie is was so troubled and took forever in post, not because the post was so complicated, although it was certainly you know a lot of post, but the fact that the studio you know, the studio did kind of you know they kept second guessing. Everyone was like, no, you know what it needs? It needs this. It needs that. And there were reshoots, and there were tweaks, and there were changes. And uh, and one of the things that they changed, uh, maybe because technically it didn't work, and maybe because they wanted to to throw some new lines in there to to change plot points, but the actual close-ups that are coming up of the talking reanimated bishop android were shot well after the rest of the movie was shot um they were shot here as insert shots here in los angeles um i think well over at least a year after the the main bulk of the movie was shot um partly because they had a, a, a talking bishop on the set that that really i don't think was quite up to snuff so it was a whole custom job that they friends of mine did and that's why i know about it and why i knew this movie existed and why they were killing newt you know, a year before this movie came out, that that's what this movie was going to start with, and but uh, but they did this very very nice when you actually do see the the alien uh, the the bishop uh, talking. It's actually a very nice pre programmed job um, that some friends of mine did. So so watch the sequence very closely because you'll see Sigourney Weaver talking to you know a not very good puppet that you never see cutting back, <laughs> back and, and forth, forth with a, a good puppet shot a, a year, year and a half later. Interesting. Right. Now, here's something that I was 
I was curious about is um, we've talked about pre-programmed puppetry before, which is that you, you lay in everything that has to happen and then just play it back on set. Why don't you just always do that, Trey? Because it's very hard and complicated, especially 20 years ago. Um, hmm. You know, it's it's you had to have a huge budget and a lot of time and people with that kind of aptitude. Um, the brain gremlin and Bishop in this movie and uh, very few other and examples. And Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones too. Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones too. Um, <laughs> and, 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 Carrie, and Carrie Fisher in The Empire Strikes Back. Or, I mean, well, uh, now, is that is that what uh, 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 half of Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in Total Recall? Like, because, I mean, he has like this he has this very well. That's in the scene when uh, he lifts the old the lady's head off well, even of himself. The nose, even we well, he's an animatronic in that just yeah. because the way that technically that scene had to be shot. Right. But he doesn't talk or emote in that oh, scene. Okay, it's just him, you know. Really? It's just a it's a ro- it's yeah it's a robot Jesus Arnold head that goes with the robot head. This is interesting. Not, I didn't we should, know that. We should talk about this. This is yeah. actually the most visceral. Like blood, you know, this is yeah. the bloodiest of the Alien franchise Nasty. so far, and and part of it is by design uh, out of the budgets of the first two movies, where they just simply didn't have the budget and they had to have a lot of shorthand, and that shorthand with the violence sort of lended itself to it raised the tension, and raised the stakes. This is closer to an actual horror movie as opposed yeah. to a, a haunting movie. Kind of goes back or, to the first one in that sensibility. It does, but even in the but, first but one, they pushes did, the envelope much were, harder. Yeah, they were they were very. They were very. Uh, uh, it was much more Lovecraftian. It was like the the violence was inferred. You know, it's like and, and even the the image of the alien, you didn't really get a full shot of it until the end. It was more like Jaws. Yeah, it was a lot like Jaws. But again, another movie where the damn shark didn't work and yeah. looked like yeah. crap. If you actually turned on all the lights, people go, "Oh, that's it." And it actually benefits it. And it makes me wonder. You know, have we lost something in cinema as a result of this? That. You know, we've lost a lot of that sort of uh, that palpable tension because we are enabled to make everything look so great and see everything for so long as we are. Well, no one, yeah. like, no well, one, no, no one knows how to do a movie that you don't see the cool right. stuff anymore. Well, then you go back right. to Frank right. that I, I can think mist. of. But the, even, but even the mist. That was a movie that you saw a lot of shit. Like you, I mean, by yeah. the second half of that movie, you saw a lot. Like you saw, you see some tentacles and some legs. You see you bugs see coming see, out of a dude's face. Oh, there's yeah, bugs too. There you know, the bugs. like there's lots things, of shit. You see, bugs you see the the, the 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 swollen neck. And you Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Honestly, uh, uh, Cloverfield was the movie that yeah. That in, Cloverfield in, is the closest. In, I can implied think of. the most. You know, mm-hmm. that is as the implied tension. That's my whole thing with J.J. Abrams. I think he gets it, and I really want to like him. Yeah, he's old, but I don't yet. He's old school. But just this is, by the way, just hopefully you can tell by looking but if not uh, I'll tell you this is really good animatronic work and nice articulation on this robo puppet if Dark and, Man would hear it say hey the bokas are vertical it's an anamorphic there you go and and now and nowadays oh! nowadays of course they would do this by having Lance Hendrickson come in and digitally take away half his face and do all that kind of stuff I, I prefer that, this that I, this, is, this is like you feel so bad for him and, and so far like you're kind of happy that she's able to get him working at least for a little bit because you're like oh, at least someone I know there, I, lo- I love the line that yeah. we've, we've glossed over it but he, he's, she's like how do you feel? My legs hurt. Yeah, it's like going to. A, it's like don't worry about to, it. I'm a glorified and, and toaster. The, fa- the fact that he says, and then he follows that up by, "Hey, I like your new haircut," and he really means it. He's yeah. like, he's like making conversation, like, "Hey, yeah, this was this, this was well written. This yeah. movie. Reminds this is a me, good scene. This movie reminds me of like when you go to a friend, uh, go to a party with a friend of yours, and you know no one at that party, and the second you get there, your friend like starts talking to their friends, and you're just sort of stuck there observing. Like that's kind of what this movie is for me. It's like it's like I know Ripley's doing some shit, and I care about her, but she seems so preoccupied with what she has to do with that I feel. As a viewer, I feel almost alienated from some of the some of the action. You know, it's just uh, you know, I hurt. Do me a favor, <laughs> yeah. fucking kill me. Yeah. But you said alienated, which makes me think it was uh-huh. intentional. Wah, there you wah. Go. Now, see this—that's why it, you know it, you don't feel quite so bad about Bishop because at least you know he gets he gets a little 
He gets a little swan song. He doesn't just like disappear from the movie before the movie starts. And you understand like, okay, this is a, you know, it's, I, I don't feel, I feel bad for Bishop, but I don't hate the movie because I see why Bishop has to die. He, it's a mercy killing in Bishop's case. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's tragic, but you know, I don't feel like the story cheated me by just going, no, he's dead. Um, you know. Well, it would be interesting if he, cause he's one of the dead characters that comes back. He's, he's the, the only, only one that comes one back. Comes back. Yeah. Right. I wonder what would have happened if he said something about Newt. Would that have saved the proverbial not Because he wouldn't have known. Oh, what it, would he have said? It would have, been, it would have been extremely weak screenwriting to go, here's a scene that you didn't see and I'll narrate it instead. I mean, yeah, William yeah, Goldman yeah. Would, would, you know, poop his pants. Well, you know, that. Speaker for the Dead, lol, Ender's Game thing. Uh-huh. Eh, Keep maybe going. Not. Maybe not. So I have no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some more champagne. Oh, uh, no. This guy, that they, <laughs> yeah. the, this guy that they've just brought back uh, in this cut, you never, he, he doesn't really get an arc. This is the guy that, in the extended version, you um, he's the one who goes crazy, kills a couple people, and releases the alien from this storage oh, tank go. that they. Okay. And so, and, and it's kind of kind of in keeping it, with what I was wishing the movie would do, which right, is just right, go, where, you know these 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 guys are the problem, <laughs> right? Know? It's uh, it's and there are other movies too that have touched on that, and it does seem like that's what this movie wanted to be until someone made it not be about that. The thing is about that. The yeah. thing is about when there's a monster running around loose. The reason you're going to have a problem is because you've got too many damn people in the room with you, and someone's going to fuck this up. That's that's the message of the thing. Right. See the mist, and what what used to be, the, yeah, the mist as well. And that's what used to be the message of this movie, as you were saying. But that whole subplot got cut out. Right. Well, I, th- I think what we're the th- I, I would say that the threat here. Uh, this is Jaws. Okay. What what are the aliens? They they run around. They eat. They make other aliens, and that's all. Um. So your your threat is the same as you know, what's the threat in Jaws? Well, the 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 big shark is going to continue to swim around and and eat people until we get rid of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're all like, yeah, yeah. we agree with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, but the the, the th- <sighs> so there's your threat. You don't have to have Eddie everybody. Is, you don't so have to have everybody. Right it's, yeah. But it's in the, the, pres- Locked the, pres- away in the presentation. Is, you know what's going to get the presentation there. is what matters, though. I mean, the, the context is, is context a, is, is a huge issue. You know, you the know? jaws. Whether or not a shark really like goes, I fucking hate people, and I'm going to mess them up. That's what it makes. That's the way it positions this creature. Right. This, this 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 movie just goes. It's kind of like a little dog. It's a puppy. It runs around and it's hungry. Well, and not just that, but it's all, but it's <laughs> also like it doesn't con- have. It's not the queen alien which clearly wants to eat your head. Right. You know? The the context of it is also important because you you mentioned Jaws. Well, what is the context of Jaws? Jaws they're on Amity Island, which is this lovely vacation spot where people take their children, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be safe and it's supposed to be fun, and it's the water. It's it's supposed to be relatively sa- you know safe. And out of this, we have. Another this horror, this horror of this shark, which is easily identifiable. We all know what a shark is. It's the idea of taking something that two things that aren't supposed to go together and putting them together. You know, shark on a family beach. That's the context mm-hmm. and that's the horror of it. Here, it's we have a murderous alien killer dog <laughs> on a murderous <laughs> on alien, a murderous alien, alien planet. planet with all these dudes who are just trying to rape her. And it's just like it's we need a little bit of a break. And you know, part of the yeah. criticism I have of Temple of Doom, which we've brought up, is that you know Raiders of the Lost Ark is great because you have these amazing action scenes and then at the at the very end of the first action scene, where are we? We're in a classroom. We get to catch our breath. And then we have these awesome action scenes and we get to catch our breath. Temple of Doom is almost too packed with, with all these Blood, set pieces. Blood, guts, children, yeah. slaves, elephants. Mon- monkey brains. But exactly. It's just it's too oh, packed with set pieces. Oh, yeah. So context for oh, that, wow. context for that. that is everything. You know? And context here, it, it just it, we're, we're confusing the form for content. We're just, it's, it's, a, it's, just, it's just a dreary place to be. And, and granted, it's a dark movie and that's great and that's awesome. But it's, it, the things about alien, the, the first two aliens that made it work so well, I feel like are getting a little bit 
muddled in this context. That's well, my the, only issue. I would like to speak for everyone down in front and just wrap this up right now. The conclusion for this episode is that we would have rather seen a shark movie where the shark is voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Or, or eat Samuel L. Jackson. Which or, is, or, the, but the, then the, he has his voice. Which is the best part of Deep Blue I Sea. I just want to see Samuel L. Jackson be like, I'm going to bite your yeah. head, motherfucker. Now just, in, now, just in terms of like continuing the thread of poor choices, the choice for Alien 4 gets even worse. Because yeah. in Alien, oh, good Lord. Because in Alien 4, Sigourney Weaver isn't even human anymore. Now I don't give a shit about her either. So it's kind of like, I don't care. Now she's some kind of indestructible cyborg who, who makes funny quips. I mean, wow. I, I have an entire movie I don't care because about. Because at, yeah. at that point, it's literally not Ripley anymore. It's this yeah. reasonable fact somebody of Ripley. So now we, we care even less. Well, you know, that said, there's some, good, there's some good things about Alien 4. There's some I, great there's, moments. Yeah. You know, there's some, again, the, the, I love the movie, everything about the movie, except for the fact that it's got alien in the title right. and wants to tell right. me that it's a sequel to alien. Can we do this real quick? Um, because not necessarily Clearly, not, not knowing us. No, but not, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. but not necessarily not of experience is anything to go by. Not necessarily. Everyone that's listening to this will have heard our commentaries for the first two. Let's summarize. Do we all think the first two are golden God movies? Both excellent. Yeah. They're, they're pretty they're untouchable. Yeah. Nearly. They're pretty right, untouchable. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah perfect, perfect movie candidates. Definitely. All right, cool. So we're all on board with this. It's funny to me that the first two were all like, these two are just genius Different examples of various kinds of filmmaking, and it's and not—it's not diminishing the, returns. It's not like the sequel is really good, but not quite as. It's like they're both they're as both, good, well, yeah. and, and you know, Cam- and are, Cameron did his whole. I'm going to do this kind of slightly different thing, but and they are different movies. You know, I we, just we, think we it's interesting discussed. that the first two of the now what four is Alien versus Predator Alien Four. Is that what we're talking about? I'm, no, I don't consider it part of the no. franchise. Uh, okay. No, so there's five, but we're talking about the four. Uh, the first Six. two were all like, "Oh God, don't do that." The first two were all like, "These great. or eight of you include and then Alien Three. Oh, good lord! And then Alien they're, they're 3, multiplying like aliens, <laughs> which we're watching. And and Eddie just said Alien Four are both flawed, but they have a lot of great parts to them. I just think it's interesting that I I, I don't know what causes two movies to be excellent and and then two more movies to be good ideas, but no. Especially when the third and the beginning of this trend of good ideas but no movies were directed by an an excellent director. It, it's got to be the people that are involved in the creation of the story itself and the writing, right? Well, well yeah, it's, it's, I, actually, uh, uh, my answer to that, I'm sorry, you know, my answer no, to that is, my answer to that is, it, it it stands or falls not by the individual who wrote a script or the individual who directed a movie. It stands or falls by who controls the direction of the franchise. Yes. Um, yes. And in that case, oh, yes. it's Studio Suits. And, and somebody in an office, Penguins. somebody in an office somewhere you know, said this is a really cool script and let's take a chance on it. And maybe they were even brave to say so. It didn't work. That's the problem. It didn't work out. What they the the, the radical new direction they tried to take. Um, just as and we've actually talked about this, and I'm sure we'll get to it. It came up earlier in conversation before we started the show. I like 2001. I like 2010, but 2010 is not a sequel to 2001, right, even right. though it wanted to be a sequel to 2001. Well, I think in terms of what we've talked about, even though this is on, we'll, we'll get back to it. But Indy Four, we talked about it years. A year more, year, more than a year ago on Geeksa, yeah. uh, and how what happened with Indy Four is that the the writing team for the movie that we got was George Lucas did the story years ago, and then they had twenty five writers, and they kind of used a lot of the ideas that the different writers brought in, and the result is a movie that's yeah, a look, whole bunch it, of really it, nice. It, look, it looks like Indy, and it's got some yeah. good stuff going on, but it doesn't feel like Indy, and why? And, and and I think we're sort of approaching the same point here, where it's like, this has everything that an alien movie needs. Why is it an alien movie? And it's just because there's so much random shit going on. There's well, not one direction in the movie. And, and I would yeah. attribute that to too many cooks in the kitchen. And I think the 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 you know Ridley Scott and James Cameron both had a certain level of autonomy. You know, and again, they weren't looking to make an alien franchise. They made Alien, and Ridley Scott had this idea to do a relatively cheap 
horror movie in space, and they did it, and it worked, and it was it was a it was a pretty successful hit. Oh, it was Daniel like Bannon and Roger? Yeah, Daniel Bannon. Yeah. And then Jim yeah, Cameron Daniel came Bannon, in, yeah. and Jim Cameron all over it. Jim Cameron said, "Hey, but Jim, I got this. I got this idea. If you guys want to do it, and they're like, and Daniel Bannon was like, great. And they said, I've got an idea how to make a bigger, more epic story out of Alien on a still relatively light budget. Yeah, and, with, and, said, and without violating what you laid down in the first movie. Now here right. we go. Now here, Charles Dance rather unceremoniously leaves the movie. Bye. Right. Um, and then there's a moment <laughs> here. There's a moment coming up where um, pan and scan will totally screw you um, because the scene of, of oh, the scene man. of the scene of uh, Ripley here uh, when the when the creature is howling at her but won't bite her. Um, Digital composite. That's it, a bad. It's composite. a it's a bad it's a bad, uh, bad optical composite. Um, the this shot here on pan and scan. Trailer shot. This this yeah. But on pan and scan, it's just a shot. The way they scanned it was it's just a shot of Sigourney Weaver freaking out for reasons you can't see in the frame oh, is this a shot of her going Nyah! and you're like what what is it, is it eating her leg what's happening oh. you don't understand that the thing is two inches away because it's on the other side of the frame well thank goodness we've transitioned to a widescreen universe yeah no <laughs> no but but uh by the way there was uh, and we'll get to because it shows up more and more later that that optical i believe it was optical composite i don't know if it was it was i believe that there is some digital composite if it was digital here, composite so. it might maybe but uh, uh when i i could be wrong jump into some backstory here or, or do we have a, fi- a point that needed to be finishing i cut you off earlier i know matt but uh before i start talking about behind the scenes that i know about in this movie did we finish the topic that we were on uh, i don't remember where we were all right fair enough just about I how drop it into the, the cooks show notes. In the, ki- the cooks in the kitchen the cooks in the kitchen yeah, yeah. And I it's just, like oh I yes yes it's just a movie that doesn't add up to the sum of its parts all of which are fine and, I was and just, what's funny is that it, it could very easily not be the fault of any one writer well, maybe every single one the of them had, that's a, it's that's just so it's so Hollywood bugs me on that level and I don't want to ever because Hollywood as it was said in Studio 60 it's not like we have meetings we're not a, <laughs> we're just a bunch of people doing the same thing well, everyone had a good idea maybe we'll say they could yeah. have and yet somehow we get this well, or Indy 4 okay I, well what happened here was okay the studio really that okay we have aliens it's great we, we want to continue this franchise and um, they actually brought in uh, the, the Rennie Harlan worked on trying to figure out how to yeah. how to he worked on it for like a year trying to figure out how to do something new and original and, and finally said look guys I, I I can't I can't make this happen and so they Wait brought for it. Here it comes. Wait for it. Yes, yeah, a great scene. And then favorite part yeah, coming up in a second. Mr. Mr. Double this Y Chromo is a great summation of <laughs> the situation. <laughs> you see this fountain of blood. It's like, yeah. like Wait for ball. it. Wait for it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. There it is. Great I rewound the VHS on that so many times. What else could you say? So anyway, so back to the writing process. And so they brought in I, f- I forget exactly how Vincent Ward was uh, was brought in. I don't know if he he submitted something. He, they that they had no he they had seen um, the producers had seen his previous movie, which I don't recall right now, but I'll link to in the show notes. Um, and they really liked liked his visual style and and whatnot. And so they brought him in, and he he literally wrote a treatment on the plane flying in from either uh, Australia or New Zealand. Hmm. Um, and uh, it, they basically the idea was that. A wooden planet full, uh, which we've talked about, or uh, uh, this big, huge wooden planet full of, you know, this really uh, esoteric monastic sect who had disavowed all technology. They only had just enough technology to get their keep their spaceship together, Hmm. and um, the. (laughs) That's a very specific application of your vows. Yeah, no technology except the spaceship. Just the spaceship. (laughs) That's it. And, no technology uh, except the giant alien killing laser gun. Yeah. But the, but the just the, in case the end of it was that okay. So you, you there was an alien who somehow was fully formed. I guess it was the one that was supposed to be in Newt. So that part was was kept. But essentially, what uh, the tone of that movie would have been: the alien is the devil, 
who is this it's this demon that Ripley has brought to this place um and and they have to figure out how to hunt this thing down and you know and it, it, there's a whole there's actually a uh, a like an there's exorcism and it was really interesting wow um, sounds but, like good themes but you know then he started getting you know then they, the studio started sending notes well couldn't they all just be convicts why do they you know eh, well and it eventually got to a point where like okay you're gonna make these changes or you're fired and uh, he chose to be fired rather than you know accept the changes yeah. and, and somebody and else so said it, i'll take mean, the check meanwhile uh production had already begun you know they'd already started building all these wooden sets <laughs> there are people getting paid and eating bagels to make this movie yes yeah. the, and uh in and fact no one's decided what the movie is in fact making. if you if you look around at, at the if you're watching the as you're watching the movie keep that in mind these it used to be a wooden planet um you know that they basically just spray painted you know matte black um and so there was like a, a whole year uh, during during pr- where production was effectively shut down while they rewrote the script, um, where the the there was nothing like the effects guys were working on dead bodies and stuff, um, and finally Fincher was brought in and you know there was no there was barely a script there were there were sets and there were some actors and and he just needed to his his whole thing was get me to the set and let me start shooting <laughs> yeah i'll just start making something and yeah and that's you know and well, that's well, how we got what, what's this, on the screen this, now this reminds me i i like how these these movies that we just can't figure out all the things that are wrong with them we always end up branching out and coming back by way of an analogy and my favorite analogy for the the suits at the record industry is one that gene simmons brought up on i think love line on k-rock here in la <laughs> where gene simmons the guy front man of kiss He's like, here's why the record industry is failing. Uh, and not necessarily on a DRM level, but on a creative level. Why you hear the same shit over and over again since 1982 forward. He's like, in the very beginning, when we started putting out stuff on a pop label type thing, is that the guys that were controlling it were old men who had no idea what they were doing, and they knew that. And they were just like, I don't even know why the kids like Bohemian Rhapsody from this group that did <laughs> several songs that we like, and then they came out with this piece of what? And I think that one guy's even gay. Exactly. They, <laughs> they, well, had, they, know. they had no idea, so they'd put it all on, and it lived or died by the reception. The guys that replaced them, early 80s, according to Gene Simmons, are a bunch of young kids that came into the industry who said, I know what's going on, I get it. And since then, it's been generations of guys in control at the very at the network level, in this case records, but we're talking about movies, who said, I know exactly how to do this, guys, and that's how they got their jobs, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to prove to everyone above them that they know exactly how to make a movie based on a concept and a pitch. Same way as the guys that Jen Simmons is talking about, where it's like, the guys that came in to replace the, I have no idea why this is popular, here's a song, and here's 20 other songs that didn't work. It's like old SNL. It's like... You remember the good stuff, but there was a bunch of shit on the ra- on the waves that weren't yeah. good. Yeah. It, ca- it it came to an end when people were like, "I know what the hell's up. I'll just play Nirvana over and over again, it's like been, that, that kind of thing." It's been it's been pointed out that uh, the problem with uh, the studio system now is, is, which is very, the studio system is very similar. The studio system began with you know some some Jews who who had you know o- other businesses, and then got into this new racket where it's like, oh, so this Nickelodeon business apparently that's about to take off, and it became the movie business. And then you know you just go into Sam Goldwyn's office and go, "I'm gonna do." with a movie about a boxer and it's about a kid and at the end the boxer dies and it's really sad and Golden goes I like it put a dog in it start on Tuesday you know, and that that was <laughs> that <laughs> that's that's not an exaggeration. No, not at all. And, but, and 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 again, whether not everything that came out of that system was gold either. The reason we remember Wizard of Oz and not most of the other movies that came out that year is because most of them weren't that great. But one of them was Wizard of Oz, and another was Gone with the Wind, another was Stagecoach, and so on. Um, because at least there was still a sensibility. You know, the movie maker was uh, you know the guy who ran the studio who said. I like that story. 
I want us to make that story. Right. I, Do your thing. Buddy. Go make go. that story. What uh, I also what I also really like about the studio system, and I, I kind of wish we could. You uh, like about the studio system? Well, the yeah. modern studio system? No, the old. Yeah. Studio system. Ah. What I say about the old old timey studio system is that Mr. Mayor. If you were if you were a writer, the term writers room, which we use now, you say writers room now for a TV show or something. It's usually a big a conference room with snacks. I, I think and, it's SNL. Yeah. And people lying around studio and throwing 60. darts, and people just saying, "What about this?" And one dude's typing yeah. away. George back Bush then, is stupid. But back then, a writers room was a room where everyone had a tiny desk and a typewriter, and you got in at eight a.m. and you left at 5 p.m. and you wrote and you wrote the entire fucking day it didn't matter if you yeah. had blocked none of those excuses you didn't have snacks you wore a suit and tie you sat down you fucking wrote and, and they and said and they the came p- in the morning and they said mayor wants a film about fishermen and you Go. wrote a movie about fishermen <laughs> and you were and you would work on that movie and maybe somebody else did another part but that's what you wrote you wrote until you were done and that was it and i and granted you know that doesn't always yield the best creative result but i think it nowadays what we could instead of right now it's know, monkeys in a room right yeah. exactly so, so, so it's, this it's was at least better. better kind of and and part of the other one of the other phenomenon that goes on is of course there's the studio executives there's the people who write and then there's the people who are deciding what people should write and television's a little different feature films the way the way a film happens is different than the way a television show happens um, at least in a television show, if someone good and knows what they're doing gets a shot at a television show, you have a chance of having a worthwhile television show. If they're, if they're, and, and television television is a writer driven medium, unlike, unlike West movies. Wing, Weeds, something like exactly. that. Exactly, plotting you know, happens. Yeah, you know, it's like a, a, even film, even television shows that you don't necessarily like, but have kept a consistent vision for years and years, and you know, they kept aren't the, sitcoms, right? Yeah, kept their quality up, and well, you know, like uh, apparently Gilmore Girls was very popular. I never saw a single episode, <laughs> but for the first three years, you know, Gilmore Girls was created by the girl who used to run the spotlight when I ran the lights at. Groundlings. She actually made some of herself because she was right. cute, but I didn't know she was uh, going to be a big time showrunner. Now, but uh, the anyway, the, the wrap up the point I was, I was creeping up on is um, in the studio system. Of course, you have these people whose job is quite literally development, where they take you know a script comes in and they go, "We kind of like this script, but it needs some changes to make it more marketable or more <laughs> blah 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 blah." Um, the the hidden trick, as and other people have pointed this out, is not my idea. Is the hidden problem with development people and having people whose job is development is if they don't change something about a movie, people are going to go. Job. People are going to go. What do you do here exactly? What would you say your job is? So it doesn't matter if it's a good change or a bad change or a worthwhile change. They just need to change things. That's We're, their job. And if they don't change something, then they feel their job is in danger. So so changes get made arbitrarily and to things taken in and put out. You know whatever and writers a switch and it's like well we like this scene and there's no one you know generally who's has the power to go well i know you like that scene but that scene destroys the entire movie overall scene as an artistic whole right. and the development person goes i don't know what those words are you're saying i just know that i like the scene with the dog and it's it's just you know it's a different world than then i want to go off into another be. abstract eddie matt anything to say about what's going on right now uh yeah well very Boom. quickly the, stuff the, blow up we've already established at this point that they need to get the dog into this giant room where it can't escape and, right. and yet the the the, 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 the sort of best laid plans and they some a very articulate rube goldberg sort of Human, setup as far as humans just there. can't help fucking uh up. yeah the, the kind of a thing going back to aliens oh, i hate is, that flattened explosion on a 2d plane look yeah something something fincher very did that in fight club too fuck fincher he sucks <laughs> <laughs> he'll never work again something very primal is always Kind of, kind of fucks with our best laid plans. Now here we actually a little, bit of, a little bit of setup, a little bit of a, a, a s- footprint in the snow is the idea of that that metal expanding because we're, that's eventually how that's we're not what footprint it. in the snow means. No, I know, right. but you know, but it's it, called foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Okay, they're <laughs> they're hanging a lantern <laughs> yeah. with their magic beans. Read the glossary. Down I know. Right? Right? Go <laughs> to the glossary. That's not footprint in the snow. I know. They're Guys, right. come on. I got a link to all this. Just like, yeah, just like, just like, but just like. By the way, I, I'm just I'm just talking about here's a non sequitur, and you need to know what that word means too if you don't. But you should read more. It'll be in the show. It's happened. It's happened more often than 
once, and I'm just going to say it here, even though it hasn't come up, but it's just been bugging the crap out of me from five podcasts ago. When the camera goes side to side, it's called a pan. pan. When the camera goes up and down, it's called a tilt. 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 There are people in this room who have said repeatedly, the camera pans up. Was that me? No. Oh, okay. Was it me? <laughs> was it me? You have done that. Was it me? It's me. And just All for right. the sake of our listening audience. Yeah, pan and tilt. Tilt is up and down, pan is side to side. Now you now you know everything. Now, now I just saved you four years of Dolly is in and out or moving, literally, right? Yeah, anything on a Dolly track, yeah. Unless dolly is literally when it's on a device yeah, on a called track. a Dolly. Yeah, the dolly. Okay. A steady cam is not a Dolly. Oh, I mean you push know. in, push out. A push-in can, a can be push, on a dolly, a dolly or, or, or it could be handheld. You can handheld do a push-in. Now, anyway, I didn't mean to derail the whole thing into no, terminology. Cool. Meanwhile, fuck Teague. Meanwhile, <laughs> no, no, and fuck this movie. The point of this podcast, it's it's funny how you guys all get to listen to you, but this is just these guys teaching me something. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Teague, Teague is your virtual stand-in. I, as, far, as far as like a protagonist, I, I am Teague happy, is your protagonist. I'm happy to ask questions that I literally don't know the answer to. <laughs> and we to, are the antagonists. And plenty of questions that I know the answers to, and I'll play like the idiot for the rest of the we show. We are the Arlie Ermy. <laughs> to, to your virtual, to your, your virtual. You just be careful uh, that I'm not going to be pile, man, because it's going to yeah. go down. You were you were asking about this sequence. One of the things that I thought was like, okay, well, wow, this director guy with his music video sensibility, he's a whack job. Um, is when the 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 igniter pencil or whatever that gizmo is that's going to ignite the fire, where suddenly it goes into mega ultra super duper slow motion of it touching to the ground, I love that. where it's like practically just not that. moving at like all. Mythbuster <laughs> slow motion. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Thousand frame, like yeah. really, really well there, done. There's something weird going on with the lens on that on that particular shot, though. It always looked really. I don't know. There's a weird. It's, it, it it's, the, it's, a weird it's the anamorphic, thing. isn't yeah. it? It's the anamorphic. Yeah, uh, I need rack to see focus. It. it. Could also be shutter speed because yeah. those those super fast cameras aren't at that point super duper dialed in. It's more like it looks like it's going about ten thousand frames per second. I guess. Yeah. Um, here's the abstract I wanted. Who's to this out. guy? Oh, it's Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, don't do that. Hey. Stop it. I was jerking off. The uh, the abstract I wanted to bring up is... There's not enough hours in the day to stop you from doing that. I know, right? Back to you guys learning about me. Um, yeah. The uh, the abstract I want to bring up. So right now, people are... It's 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 popular culture. I'm going to throw this to Trey, so Trey, be Uh-oh. ready. Oh, God. It's okay. popular culture to make fun of the fact that studios just keep making what works. That's just a joke what that they happens think, now. What they think with, works. With the adaptations. What they think will work. You got your adaptations, your revisitations, your sequels, your prequels. Reboots. You got your all reboots. that stuff. And your what, old what I want to know is that how come we talk about this golden age of cinema, which we're only remembering based on the Wizard of Oz's and Citizen Kane's and Gone with the Winds, but there was 200 times as many bad movies that were coming out. Absolutely. And yeah. I've seen a few of those. I, I, I want to yeah. I, I hear the reconciliation of why is the system the way it is now? Ultimately, it does turn a profit. Honestly, right? modern labor laws is a huge part of it. For real? Like, and I mean, and, and corporate know. takeover. Um, yeah. you know, companies used to be privately held, you know, literally, you know, Goldwyn and Mayer and you know those were guys those were actual guys the Warner Brothers the were Warner Brothers two, were two brothers. two brothers named Warner um, and uh, you know Fox and Paramount they didn't Fox were Fox were Fox were the Foxes um, you know and again they're all Jews for whatever reason you know the, the history of Hollywood is in fact David Mamet uh, one of our unofficial members David Mamet wrote a very interesting thing where he talked about how um, the movie industry basically owes its town to um, everyone who emigrated from I believe it's uh, within a 50 mile ra- radius of Lodz Poland um, um, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but the, everybody who, everyone who is a mover and shaker in the early movie industry is all from a Jewish uh, strain that that started in a 50 mile that radius around, po- around Poland. For real? I yeah. love that. If I can just cut in for a minute, I love yeah, this uh, this Katzkian graphic. This yeah scene works great. This is a great scene. 
Um, Lodes, Poland. Uh, uh, what a weird little Freakonomics outliers thing. Yeah, are. exactly. And I'm sure I'm sure outliers ought to get on that because and, and break it down. But he points that you know that's Mammoth's little pet theory. But um, the show notes, <laughs> outliers by Mal- Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, there's there's more, there's more to the theory. If I, I'll go ahead and continue, and again, this is Mammoth's <laughs> theory, but uh, it's because that that area is where um uh you know just like just as Tay Sachs is kind of a localized uh, area and and sickle cell in in, in uh, black community that actually is sort of ground zero for um. Asperger syndrome, and uh, he believes that uh, Asperger syndrome is why we have the movie industry. <laughs> it's because <laughs> all, all those guys were detail oriented, socially awkward, right. you know, and they just were the kind of guys to turn movies into a, into a thing that could be a business. Um, it's Mammoth's theory. Read up on it if you want to read up on it. But the fact that they're all from the same part of the world is just interesting in and of itself. Anyway, my point was that to answer your original question, is there there these were all just guys who were just trying to make a buck and they were kind of inventing this. There were no rules. There was no movie industry because movies had just been invented two minutes earlier. No one knew anything. Anything was fair game. Anything could be tried. Um, and they were, at the end of the day, just, and there are very few analogs to this nowadays other than Lucasfilm was one of the few, which yeah. is a, bizarre, a, a movie-making company which is owned and operated and driven by one guy. Zotro made an attempt, you know, Yeah, to be but that. they just fight financially. They didn't make hey, it. But hey, Tyler Perry. Yeah, there you go. And Tyler, no, Perry. Tyler, Perry, no, Tyler is, Perry is absolutely is an another absolutely example. relevant and, and necessary you example know. of that. As that opposed to most directors, what's you funny is that you'll p- notice that Lucasfilm and Tyler Perry both make pretty bad movies these days. Yeah, but they can mo- they can make them any way they want. Doesn't mean they're going to be great movies. But the the difference is, you know, as we've said this many times before, whether or not you like Tyler Perry's movies. There's no argument that those are the movies Tyler Perry wants to be making. That's true. And there's no argument that there are people who really enjoy Star Wars, those movies. And the Star Wars prequels, Lucas, Star Wars same people, thing. Lucas did that on purpose. People will pay money. Lucas yeah, did those on too. purpose, like it or lump it. He made those because that's what he wanted to make. As opposed to the studio system, because every major studio that was all founded by original guys, and United Artists was found by four United Artists, uh-huh. by Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford and, and uh, Charlie Chaplin. Um, all, they were all bought in the 60s by corporations and now they are run as businesses Sony and not and, as yeah. artistic concerns and it's all they, about and that's how you get so many cooks in the kitchen exactly and you get alien three as it, a result. and that's why you can yeah. become the head of a movie studio when last week you ran a soft drink company you know yeah. nothing about movies but who cares it doesn't matter it's a widget you make it and you go how do you make a widget well what was the last widget we made that made a billion dollars it was johnny depp as a pirate make another one of those then yeah and make sure it's not yeah. different from the first one like that fucking alien movie they made that wasn't good you know that that's how the decisions get made. It's like and, that's, and, and pursuant to this movie, last like, week's car, last month's car, last year's car. We put a new paint job on it. Now it's this year's car. That's why the 2010 Mustang looks like it look, looks like a 1967 exactly. Mustang. <laughs> yeah, pursuant pursuant what to this worked? movie. Oh, we'll just yeah. do that again. Pursuant to this movie, I mean that's a lot of the sort of this is a movie, and you you we, that kind of discussion that we just had is sort of necessary in understanding the origin of of how a movie like this came to be, where it literally had so many different incarnations of of script and director and. And cast. I mean, another good one is the 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 third X Men movie, where that movie yeah. just got shuffled back and forth between Matthew Vaughn and Brian Singer, and then ultimately uh, uh, Brett Ratner ended up directing it. But, you know, <laughs> literally, Brett Ratner took that job five weeks before it began. Eventually, everyone gets to direct an X Men movie. Yeah, it's I mean, the it's law. Just, and why was that? Because the the studios at Fox, Tom Rothman in particular, had certain needs, and uh, and ultimately Matthew Vaughn backed out. And you have a lot of, uh, and we'll get to that when we eventually do the X Men trilogy. But like with with, with well, this we movie, did Die Hard, and they blew up. Tom Rothman's office, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's totally fine. He just uh, unfortunately, he just wasn't working in it at the right. time. Oh, right. damn. <laughs> uh, you know, but the, the point is, 
is that you know with a movie like this, you had two movies that sort of unexpectedly succeeded in spite of the system. They they, they succeeded on a low budget with relatively new directors. Paranormal uh, Activity, man. Yeah, parano- exactly. Now, and, and yeah. you know what's crazy about that? The sequel, Paranormal Activity, Brian De Palma is almost attached <laughs> to direct to it, like or at least was at one point considered <laughs> talk, directed. Brian, talk De Palma. about missing the point. Yeah, like and, and that's that Brian De Palma isn't great for what he does. And, and, and this movie, well, it's, like, it's like the difference between the first Blair Witch Project and the abomination of a sequel to that. Right. And that was made by the same people. And the thing, and it's the exact same logic. The exact same logic for Alien and Alien, Aliens was, well, they made all this money and we, we they, they were directed by relative nobodies and, and cost only this much money. Well, let's add more money. And, let's and, throw more money well, at Well, actually, it. let's, let's, take, let's take one more jump back. Is like, you know, Alien was just kind of like a 70s, everyone was on cocaine anyway. So it's like, whatever, do it. Yeah, fine. Do, do, do O'Bannon's crazy Alien movie. I love it. With that British guy who makes commercials. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a huge hit. That's awesome. Um, Years well, that was that was a great one-off. We'll never experience that exactly. again. Exactly, and then and then years later, this this new wonderkin named Jim Cameron made a surprisingly popular movie called Terminator, and he's taking meetings around town, and he's talking to Fox, and they go, "Well, what would you like to do next?" He goes, "You know, your Alien movie you did." No, they proposed it to him. Yeah, it's like, but he had he said, "I'd like a, I have a I have a take on Alien." It's like I have a way to this. They 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 probably were right. They they offered it to him to go. Do you want to do something with Alien? He goes. Okay, and he thought I about it. I think I can do something with that. I think bing, I can bing, do bing. something interesting with Aliens, and I'll call it Aliens, and it'll be a bigger movie, and, and so on, and off you go. Then this movie, I'm guessing, because I don't think David Fincher walked into anyone's office and said, I have a great idea for what to do no, no. with your Alien franchise. He was brought in at the last minute. This was driven by, the studio said, we need to make another one of those cash cow Alien movies. Yes. Get somebody to write something, we'll get some guy to direct it, and we'll put it out there, and the kids will buy it because they like those Alien movies. And, this, and the, the exact same thing happened with Resurrection. They said it, it was completely. It's time a to make another of those alien movies. Yes, exactly. As uh, opposed to someone saying, "I have a great idea for an alien movie." Right. And the, uh, the, the Sigourney fucks an alien. Great. The, diff- yeah. the yeah. difference with Resurrection, though, is that people they brought uh, they found people who were willing to do whatever they wanted. There's always people. I'd be one of them for this paycheck. I'd have done it. <laughs> well, here's, I'll never I'll never work again, but I won't need to because my needs I, are I simple. Ha- I have two things, the, but I'm just going to point out one more thing. Right now, we're seeing a thing a resurgence of that. And speaking of Cameron, because right now. And this is the Terminator's story. up for grabs. No, this is the story. This well, that, that's too. But what I'm getting at is right now, this week is is you know everyone's going every movie that every studio ever makes is going to be released in 3D, including the ones we already made. Yep. And Cam- <laughs> and Cameron himself, Cameron himself is the one going. No, no don't do that. No. <laughs> Movies don't have to be 3D. They should be the movies that should be 3D, and it should be made to be a 3D movie. It's not 3D, you point-missing douchebags that makes a movie popular. I'm paraphrasing, but I guarantee you his wording was not that different. Um, you know, So it's the same idea. It's the you know, studios go, 3D, 3D is the secret, 3D is the answer, 3D will save our jobs, 3D will save our bottom line, make everything in 3D. They like 3D, they like that avatar, it's in 3D, that's what they like. You know, <laughs> it's like they, t- <laughs> you know, and Cameron, Cameron alone, and someone know. goes, I don't think so, and they hold up a piece of paper. You're fired. Flippy, flippy. You're fired. See, You're money. Fired. You're fired. Get out. Clean out your locker. Here's my two things. Yeah. Thing one, and this is brief, and thing two will be a little bit longer, be a discussion. But yeah. thing two is, uh, thing one is, the, I like the idea of remakes because I like the idea of covers. I like the idea of a different artist taking the same thing and doing it again. Yeah. But there's a big difference between a, a cover of a song and a remake of a movie, and that is. Generally, and I can't think of any exceptions, but I'm saying generally because I'm sure there is one. Generally, when you're redoing a movie, you're taking the premise from the ground up and redoing it in a way that's what's usually referred to as a reimagining or an adaptation. I would really like to see, and I think it'd be an interesting way to sort of hedge bets and sort of kind of get everyone on the same playing field and see who does really well. I'd love to see 
three directors at once take the same script to make the same movie. Yeah, three I, different I, ways. I was going to I was going to bring go. something like That's that wacky. up. Uh, I like that. You get the same script. In a little you, later. Can, you can have your writer do a rewrite on it, but change the like dialogue. I would really like to see Fincher, Cameron, and insert bullshit nobody director go up against the same script they just got for the Facebook movie and see what happens or something like that I don't know if I'd, I'd love to Fincher see and Cameron I'd like to see more like you know uh, Cameron and Jason Reitman Laser Cats <laughs> yeah Laser Cats and uh, yeah there you go and, and Charlie Kaufman or something Charlie like Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman it'd be, it'd, it'd be interesting Reitman. just to see that there's you know, thing one David Lynch thing two <laughs> now, Zemeckis. now, now yeah. we're now we're branching out into the abstractions again uh, with regards to the studio system I, I'm really curious that um Oh boy, what was it going to be? Lost it, didn't you? you oh. lost it. Well, here's, here's what it was. Down in front, we've we've pretty much discovered a couple of trends, and I mean trends with a capital T. Trends in the film Trend. industry. Uh, one comes from the idea that back in the day, what used to be the movies that you'd go to see were this kind of movie with the capital M, and then you'd make these crazy movies about sharks and aliens and random things blowing up, and that's in the last number of decades to become the new thing. Now your movie that's going to make you a lot of money is something blowing up or a shark or an alien. Uh, and they really, you know, the story-driven character plotty things are what we call B-movies, indie movies now. Oh, I'm going to go see Garden State. I'm going to go see I Heard Huckabees. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's one of the changes that's happened. And the other right. we've been talking about on this commentary is reboots and reimaginations. I'm really curious what you guys think about the, the, the future of film. Because obviously it ebbs and flows just like the record, like anything does. I wonder what the next thing is going to be. Because it's not going to be reboots forever. Because either A, we'll move on societally. Or B, we'll just literally finish doing reboots of everything that's ever happened before. Well, and, then, and then by the time you've, you're finished, it's time to reboot everything again. It, well, yeah. I wonder the, what's going to happen next. The current, well, the, current, the current trend right now is, of course, they're just rebooting... Uh, f- the what is it death at a funeral which was made oh all of God. four years ago has just been remade mm-hmm. for a black audience and i'm you know may well do well well here, here's or, my- or let the right one in which came out a year and a half ago and is now uh yeah but foreign, be foreign released. films being remade into yeah, american films is very common now well, i actually like this moment quite a bit this is a great scene this is yeah. another great scene this is a great scene because she's basically someone should put it in a movie she's asking for kill for kill me and she's doing the you know the stigmata or not stigmata but she's doing the crucifixion pose and and he's, you know, it, it's this is a really good character moment for Charles S. Dutton. The problem is, is that we haven't had a lot of Charles S. Dutton up until this point. Uh, we've seen yeah. a little bit of him. He 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 stopped the rape, which is awesome. Uh, that was a good move. Fan of the mat. Saving the cat. Right yeah, <laughs> saving the cat. Saving kinda, the cat. if you know what I mean. But like, but this is good. This is this is. Re- <laughs> Who's with me? Up high. Well Come well on. Done. Well done. That's one cat got saved anyway. Uh, but th- this is sort of like he's kind of having to remind. Or was he Ripley. saving it for himself? Go ahead. He's kind of having to remind Ripley of of yeah Dylan. That's his name. Uh, Dylan's kind of Dylan. having to remind Ripley of uh, of who she is and and to to find that strength. You know, once again, I like this character. I would have liked more of this character earlier on, as opposed to some of the dances with the Doctor. Yeah. I I think it's you know I I just I mean a lot of these characters unfortunately get mulled and don't get the time they deserve. Here he gets his Saint Christmas Day speech though. Right, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, he gets his Saint Christmas Day speech here. That's, that's great, but. That you know, again, we've it's just we're so. I think my main problems with this movie are really in the first half. The second half, it, it, I'm kind of with it. I kind of it kind of dials. I kind of dial in with where we're at and what the objective is and what we got to do. And it's great, but it's just this the first half and the establishment of all these new characters and things. You, you, while you shedding the way to the old one. Stuff, no, you, I don't want to cut you off, but it's like that's basically you just it. That, your yeah. monologue there just just suddenly made me realize what this movie is. You know, it's like the the analog to this movie. You know what the analog to this movie is? Suddenly, what's up? Um, and uh, and and where that the reason that movie worked and this one didn't quite is because they did things in the wrong order. This movie is beneath the Planet of the Apes. 
holy shit, you're absolutely exactly right. Exactly what it is. It's like, you know that movie you that. saw before with all those characters? We're going to kill every kill last all. freaking one of them and destroy the whole planet. And I'm sorry if that's a spoiler for Planet of the Apes. Right. But, uh, but, the re- but the difference is they spent the whole movie setting it up. Right. And they killed everybody you're at the end right. of the movie. You're absolutely right. <laughs> this one, they killed it's everybody that, at the it's, beginning. It's in the reverse, yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's like, And I think Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes is one of the ballsiest movies ever to come out of a Hollywood studio. Especially uh, for a movie, a money-making franchise like yeah. that, that series of films that became. You know, yeah. It's like, I can't believe they did that. And that you know, I'm, okay with this, I'm okay with everything this movie did, except you know, if they could have killed off you know, Newt, or either either let Newt and Bishop, you know, not let Newt and, and Hicks go, and just they're not part of the story, screw them, and, and Sigourney's just being fucked by the universe. I'm okay with that movie, um, if not by the convicts. But uh, yeah, the uni- yeah, she's, she's the, yeah the, the universe. You know, the universe still is going to get her. In Save the her end. cat from the convicts, but give her cat to someone else. Yeah, but the universe is going to get the cat in the end. The universe never. The universe never saves the cat. Oh, my God. The universe. Ha- the universe has other plans for the cat. It always has. And ask any cat, and they'll tell you. I don't know where this riff is going, but someone stop me for God's sake. But the but the but conquest of the planet of the apes spent an entire movie setting you up for this dark nihilistic oh yeah. my god they killed everybody ending because it told you that's what the world was well a this, perfect storm this, you know, yeah and, you know, ways, and this yeah. this movie this movie tells spends a whole movie but the people you cared about it killed at the beginning before you knew that that's what this movie was going to be all about it's a, it's just an order it's an order of events that is their main problem but it just it just occurred, i'd never i'd never hit it just suddenly it occurred to me alien three is is our modern day version of Beneath the Planet of the Apes, but not as successful. That's that's, 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 that's a, the it's issue. It's a very it's after that's my story, it. and I'm sticking to it. I haven't seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes since like I think college. You know, so I have, I have a script a story that I'm working now. on that that I'm I'm telling you right now because you don't know what it's going to be called until you see it, and I depress you in a movie theater someday. I hope, but uh, it's totally like if you if I have a movie that I'm working on, it's like if you thought the ending of Beneath the Planet of the Apes was too upbeat, I've got a movie I'm working on for you. <laughs> I've got a movie you're gonna all right, love. All right, it's coming soon yeah, to it. Yeah. So it's I got no prejudice against those kind of movies. Clearly. Well, what, it, <laughs> this, this guy gets the summation. By, eh, fuck it, let's go for it. By now That's we have spirit. effectively explained Alien Three. I can talk about some <laughs> on of a the, deep I, level. I can talk about some of the technical stuff. Let's though, get back. Finally. Let's get back to the movie now. Well, the it's what I was idea. what I was going to say earlier when we were you know going off on our our uh, whatever it is we do, um, it, it was in the credits in the very beginning. Of course, the the first. Um, the first Alien was uh, done in in Britain by uh, Giger and, uh, and and some local folks over there. Rumbaldi, Carlo Rumbaldi, who also made ET and the disastrous and the 70s, Rumbaldi device, yeah. the disastrous seventies King Kong, um, you know, had some stuff to do with it. Um, <coughs> Aliens was, of course, Stan Winston. It was a semi early. Stan Winston was an established makeup guy, but he wasn't Stan Winston. He hasn't made Jurassic Park yet or anything. But he had and, done Terminator, and, and that was yeah, and that was and Terminator was the beginning of the Cameron Winston thing that right. ultimately became Digital Domain and and so on. Um, in this movie, um, the two names that you saw at the beginning, uh, Rosengrant and uh, John Rosengrant, and the other fellow whose name I can't think of at the moment, Geldenstern. Geldenstern. Um, those were the they were those were the guys who'd gone off. They'd left Stan's company uh, after Aliens, and they had formed a company called Amalgamated Dynamics. And uh, the first movie they had done was Tremors, which is a great movie as well. I love Tremors. Oh yeah, yeah totally. that was their that was their big debut movie that they that they did and uh, really put them on the map. And then when it came time to do another Alien movie, for whatever reason, and I wasn't there, I don't know the details, but Stan couldn't or wouldn't do the third Alien movie. Maybe he was boycotting it. Maybe he was unavailable. Maybe they maybe it was too expensive. Well, ninety two wouldn't that have been around the same time as Terminator two? Maybe yeah. 
Yeah, could have been yeah. Terminator 2. They were and gearing up on Jurassic Park. Yeah. So I'm you know, sure he had so, a full play. So, you know, when they could, for whatever reason, Stan Winston didn't do this movie. They went to the guys who worked at Stan's when he had done the prior movie, and they knew all about how to make aliens, and so Amalgamated Dynamics, which still had a perfectly good relationship with Winston's company, um, but, it, but, is it, but was a different company in, at that time, uh, did the creatures on this. And in fact, it's one of those guys, uh, Tom Woodruff. Tom Woodruff, Alec yeah. Gillis. Alec Gillis yes. is the other fellow. Um, it's, I think it's Tom Woodruff is the guy in the I, suit. I believe so, yes. Um, he, was, he was the guy who would like, uh, he'd put on that suit in the morning and he'd wear it all damn day. And uh, the, people talked about what an Iron Man he was, where he, he, he would just like not drink water because they couldn't get him out of it. You know, if he had to pee, that was the end of the day because they'd never get him back into it in time. So he just wouldn't drink water. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, he continued to be the guy in the suit. In, even uh, in four, I believe. Even in also, four and four. in the AVP movies i believe yeah and now and then uh and i i've met those guys i have friends who've worked at now this uh, however is the this is the rod puppet which is done at boss film and uh, and, and is done uh, optically later and that was the first time we see the pov of the alien. yeah this is fun stuff and, and talk Holy about shit is that a camera on that, a car yeah. no that's no, a steady cam it's just being it's steady cam it's down the hall. it's yeah. except it's mounted on the top of the camera rather yeah. than on the bottom. so we can so we can but how are rotate. they going they're going like 10 miles an hour there it, it's, no yeah. he's running yeah it's a wide angle it's a wide yeah. angle lens yeah. in a small hallway and the guy's running as fast as the guy he's chasing that's oh all. my yep. god that steady cam op is a god he's a dude, nut i'll give you i'll give you he figured that out on the set dude you 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 can kill yourself with a steady cam that basically i would take a jump back and go that's that's Fincher being on a Spielberg level of like yeah. the critter doesn't really quite work. No one knows what this movie is. Let's get it. I got an idea for how to get shots. Let's yep. try this. I will say this as far as camera ops go. I used to work on the Amazing Race, and you want to talk about cameramen who are in shape and those guys are they bust their ass because every time you see somebody running, not only do they have to run to keep up, but they have to also run ahead of them to get their entrance <laughs> shot. Get them to come stay in. behind stay behind them to get their leaving shot and then run to catch back up with them to wherever they go. Those guys are some of the most physically in shape cameramen and they're not carrying steady cams. They're carrying like forty pound uh IMX or or H or now H D cameras uh, on their shoulders, handheld with a sound guy at- literally attached to them, <laughs> running with a boom and a port brace full of uh you know of um uh, of of that material, so I mean, there's you know th- th- those guys. I mean, especially I was. Uh, people give reality TV a lot of shit, but you know what? Physically, it's an extremely draining process to there's, shoot there's on. There's those guys and those crazy mofo's who do the deadliest catch. Those That's <laughs> some crazy. <laughs> that is shit. some. Oh, yeah. That is some Iron Man cameraman. And they work don't apply going on there. OSHA. Fuck you. Yeah. So yeah, it's no. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, some no of hero. our greatest technological achievements are just coming through. Act like absolute endangerment of crew, like you know what I mean, like yeah. on literally every level from visual effects to directing. The only show whatever. that really calls that out is Dirty Jobs. Micro's yeah. like, look at our camera guy. Look at this. Yeah, guy. yeah. Well, they actually turn around and show you what the camera man has to do for like yeah. sixty feet up. Or just think about when you see actual combat footage. Think about that, where it's like, hey, the look at that. The army's charging toward the camera. Think about that one for a second. <laughs> the, that is such a bad dude. Arm. Seriously, no bullshit. The the uh, the little creature in Return of Pink Five, or uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, not Return of Pink Five. Uh, uh, Pink Five Strikes Back. That the the thing that lifts off. R2 oh, the, the pterodactyl. That's like as as good as that. Like, that's, <laughs> well, not even, that's not even a joke. We like. made it a couple years later than this. Um, the guy now the guys who talk about people who go like, yeah, that no one knew what the hell was going on. Um, the guys who did the puppetry for this, it was done at Boss Film, and and you can you can pretty much tell, especially more because of the optical quality of the of the critter when the critter is the, the rod puppet. Well, it, 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 like there you go. There's, a lot of people think it's stop motion. It's not. It's it's a it's a real time 
rod puppet that was then optically put in. There's uh, only one digital shot in the whole thing. This is yeah. a year before Jurassic Park. Just keep that in mind. This is a year before Jurassic Park comes out, and te- like technologically of, of what you see of the of the of the of the alien running right there, it's nowhere even on the same level. Well, it's not CG. Way. It's a rod puppet. I know. Yeah. So, so it just looks. But uh, well, and well, I come into the story just after this movie was made because the the group of puppeteers who did that were the same guys that I joined a year or so later to do species. And that was motion capture puppetry where we all grabbed hold of this armature and we all puppeteered at the same time to make the digital shots of the creature in species. And it was the same guys, exact same guys who did this movie, um, except for one fellow who did this movie, whose name we'll see in the credits. His name was Lane Liska. And I never got to meet him because the reason I got hired for the next movie was because Lane died. Um, Lane just uh, got sick and he died after uh, after they not long after they'd done this movie and so they needed another a new puppet guy and so I was the guy it was kind of it's kind of disconcerting to come in and join an existing group of guys who've already worked together on movies and 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 be the guy who's there because their friend died and I'm the new guy it was, it was kind of a combat analogy they're like oh you're the new guy because the guy we liked is dead um, I never met Lane I heard he's, he was a great puppeteer he's looked that name up he did all kinds of great stuff never had the pleasure of meeting him but um, it'll be in the show notes but these guys had uh, these guys had loads of stories about working on this movie and uh, you know not a lot to say about Fincher that was positive um, really? not that he was not that he wasn't you know a bad not that he was a bad guy not that he was a, you know, but just and this may be a, a symptom of what we've been talking about that he didn't according to them the way it felt to them and you know that he didn't know what he wanted they were just like try like this try like that try like this I don't know do whatever um, which is, of course, the last thing you want to hear your director go is, I don't know, try something, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's it's nice when a director says, go ahead and try what you want, but there's a difference between that and a director who just doesn't know what the hell he's looking for and right. can't give you any direction whatsoever. Just go, just do something until I tell you to stop. <laughs> you know, that's uh. not the direction you want. And here we go with the corporation landing. Here they come wearing their nifty shower curtain suits. Um, so so <laughs> they, they did some nice puppetry, just as I felt we did some nice puppetry on Species, that the technology of how it got composited just wasn't up to snuff technologically at the time and uh, there's some shots and species that uh, I worked on that I'm not pleased with how they came out and that's just how the game goes sometimes so the guys here they did some really cool stuff with this uh, alien rod puppet which was all shot on green screen Um, and then uh, you know some shots were more successful than others this this actually has uh, one of the first examples of a fully CG shot in it I believe later on when after the after the alien comes out of the uh, out of the lead and they douse it with water and it sort of turns its head and you see that oh, yeah. you see that it's cracking yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a split second but it's a, it's an all CG shot now when we started when we were doing species um, when I started working on species for one of the things that was struck me is uh, when I would work in this big warehouse downtown and they were starting to ramp up at boss film ramp up their CG department by that point um, we called them the carpet people because they were a bunch of people that we never saw who worked upstairs in rooms with carpeting, whereas we were downstairs on the real shooting stage with our you know cement floor and our hardware actually doing doing the manipulation and stuff. And they brought in there were two 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 big trucks that came right around the beginning of that project. One was the big truck that came in and dropped off the silicon graphics machine, which was the size of a water escape tank that Penn and Teller probably would use in Las Vegas. This thing was like it was a cube like you know the size of a good size walk-in closet that was the the computer that we had to have to be able to run our real-time low polygon simulation of the the character we were doing for species which they wow. used again on avatar with off the line basic <laughs> 
computer shit running it, Lightwave in a like a exactly. like a live like a live this, this thing I, I can't remember which kind of silicon graphics machine it was called Onyx or whatever they all have you know cutesy names but uh, the the thing the thing it looked like it looked like uh, if you know Forbidden Planet it looked like one of the Krell devices because it was a big huh. purple cube the size of a walk-in closet it had one little panel on it with these bars on it and when we would you go over to your puppet and you'd move the arm and leg and you'd watch one bar go woo all the way to the top and then you start moving the legs and you watch the second bar go and then it's like okay start moving the head and the third bar starts to go it's like we're maxing it out it can't do that much real time she's gonna blow <laughs> Them, thems were the days but uh, so I got to work with the guys who did the puppetry on this and, and uh, like, like, like all of us technicians you know they said just as I say all the time oh it's not our fault that the movie sucked um, no we did a great job and uh, somebody else screwed it up whether or not that's true, that's what we say. Because what do you know? Could be so, uh, Matt, what's going on? Uh, we're, we're about to get reintroduced <laughs> to Bill Gates. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lance Henriksen is going to come in and tell us, oh, yeah, I built, I built Bishop. By the way. Did, he, did, did Lance Henriksen make 3PO? Yeah, he did, strangely <laughs> enough. Yeah, in, in this context, yeah. Which I'm, I can't. I why, have to say, I doesn't know that. I have no idea. I have to I say, I'm that. not entirely happy with that choice. Um, because they posit the the universe that they posit is one where, like they say in Aliens, uh, there's a synthetic on every ship. There, you know, you you picture like there's an assembly line where these things are put together. Like, uh, uh, what is it in Blade Runners? Um, uh, replicants. replicants, like replicants, yeah. exactly. Um, and you know, here you've got. It, this is this is like a senior officer at Wayland Utani, uh, Tani, and yeah, I built Bishop. Yeah, and Bishop and Bishop looks like me. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it is kind of like, well, that seems like a thing where you kind of go for about eight seconds. That's cool, and then you have the water cooler moment. It's, it's fridge logic. You have the water cooler yeah. moment later. Go wait, but why? And isn't there about ten million things that that is a bad idea? Right, and doesn't make any sense. And why? And, did she, you and she's like, oh, it? I'm not listening to you. You're a droid, and they're they're. You know, and then he gets hit in the head with a wrench. Which is again, it's bleeding. like that. That I think is a mistake. Actually, she she's okay. She listens to the bishop droid, but she doesn't trust the bishop guy. Which yeah. I think is you know she, the the arc, well, the arc in the last movie was she learned to trust the bishop droid, which she started out not trusting in in Aliens. Um, but now she realizes that the one she can't trust is the human, because the human is from the company, and the company is the cause of all of her problems. The company, the company, you know, the the universe, the company is the is the dildo that the universe keeps using to screw her with. <laughs> Whale and Yutani, There's also of something that you kind of see in the early '90s movies like this, where because like late '80s, early '90s was the height where we actually thought that in 15 years' time the Japanese will literally own everything because the Japanese economy was at its strongest and all this other stuff. So all the employees now the, it's going to be the Chinese. But yeah, yeah now now thing. yeah, but at the time we literally thought like, well, that's it, you know. But uh, well, it's, and it's a merger, much like Joss Whedon. Exa- Wayland is you know obviously right. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was saying. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a it's a English English slash uh, Japanese merger company. Yep. But you see a lot of the texts are just pure Japanese. And and, and actually, if we're going to... Well, I, I don't think we want to include them as actually canon in the universe, but it's interesting that they chose, to when they made AVP, to include Lance Henriksen as Wayland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, he's he's Wayland, he's Bishop, he's an android. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That's not possible. That that would be like if, if Harrison Ford was both Indiana Jones and Han Solo. How could that be? That, that <laughs> Holy was, shit, that I'm writing be. that fan fiction right now. <laughs> that would be stupid. 
I mean, people would. And then Ghostbusters is in there, who, and they're who, on a dragon. Who would buy one actor as both of those iconic characters? And what's funny is that at the same time as he's both iconic characters, he's building the sets because he's Harrison Ford. He's still and he's flying. And if there's, a, and if there's a fire, a and if there's a fire, he will rescue you in a plane. You know what? Jesus was a carpenter, <laughs> so was Harrison Ford. So I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. You know, I'm not making any kind of point. I'm just saying. Isn't it interesting? You never see Jesus and Harrison Ford at the same room at the same time. I've never seen them in the same place. You ever seen Harrison Ford next to Jesus? They might be the same. That guy. was my impression of a Fox News commentator. That was my Glenn Beck I love impression. The co- I'm, I'm, I'm not know. saying anything. I'm just pointing out. Isn't I'm it interesting? Asking some questions. You never I'm see Jesus and Harrison Ford in the room I love, at the same time. I love the color of this whole thing. Once we start getting the lava flowing, I really yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole yeah. furnace. Set, I yeah, really the love red, the color. You start to get the idea that maybe this guy's good at this. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like by this point, again, the first time I saw the movie, the movie's since grown on me because once I once after the first time, once I realized, no, the movie was really serious. And just for whatever reason, they killed all the characters I liked. And I just got to get on board with the new show and see what they're trying to do. Once I was able to accept the movie on its own terms and rewatch it, I was like, this is a great, dark, nasty, badass movie. movie. You know, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I enjoy a lot of it. And, and Charles, Charles Dutton's like, you know, hero sacrifice here. Uh, yeah, really and the, good. And the more the more I found, you know, the more I find out. Of course, you know, we 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 tend to immediately go, Akiva Goldsman, he sucks. You know, David Fincher, he sucks because he made that stupid alien movie that I didn't care for. You know, there's there's a million stories behind the scenes that we don't know, and and so on. Um, you know, it's it certainly oh, seems it certainly seems this that Mister Mister Fincher had you know under great duress made this movie, and uh, managed. It's shocking that he able he was able to make something out of it considering what he was up against, and unfortunately, it just you know it's the same it's the it's the same same trials and tribulations that Steven Spielberg uh, was dealing with, um, you know, in making Jaws in many ways, but unfortunately for. Fincher, this wasn't Jaws. I love Dylan talking absolute shit while he's getting murdered. Yeah. Like, come, on, you bite, motherfucker, come on. No, I actually like the line. Is that all the bite you got, motherfucker? Yeah, is that, is that best? Come on, yeah, bring it. Is that the best you got? I, these, these scenes in movies where someone just goes, pour the lead, or whatever yeah. it is, always baffle me. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could ever be that guy. I'm sorry. I don't know. Unless unless you're literally like, put, okay, here's your choice. You can get immersed in hot lead, or here's the worst thing that you might, is your fate. These are your choices. Uh, well, the I, problem with hot lead for me on a on a tactical level is that you don't die immediately. Yeah, I you don't. Well, you don't yeah. die like a bullet wound. I'm not you pleased. De- you d- you deal with the pain for 10, 15, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I'd that's, rather get shot. That's why Ripley, ju- shoot me and pour the lead. That's, that's why, completely yeah. fine. That's well, why he's already being happy. But they don't have a so gun, so that's the know. problem. That's right. why jump, that's why jumping in a volcano and never quite made say, oh that or it, like the grandma on Dante's Peak. What now? Yeah, <laughs> take a lot for me to jump into a volcano for you. You really have to be presenting me with a much worse alternative, and I wonder what that could be. Although for a, a, a deeply dramatic expression of this theme, go to Joe versus the volcano. Yes, exactly. Now this is, that was a joke. Uh, well, well, Don't ever watch that movie. film. Now this is a little bit fuck you, a little bit cheap. You know, kind of wow. like okay, he's, now he's Freddy from you know Nightmare on Elm Street, and they've only barely, 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 as you know, as Eddie pointed out earlier, kind of set up this idea, and I don't think well, they yeah. set it up. Well, this, I mean, this is basic physics, but you know, it's still. basic physics that a lot of people don't know about. But boy, it just boy, it comes out of nowhere, and you, they only had one tiny hint that you know. By the way, this is where we're going later. I, I don't think this that they knew that this is where they're going because right now she's wearing a bald. Cap. Well, that's right. Actually, uh, the the right, yeah. a, a great deal of the ending yep. was reshot, uh, including the. I know what one of the ones. Oh man, that's a that right there. That cap. yeah, that, that is blade. a bald cap with and, little t- and thousands of tiny cut. little hairs. I know that. You're, so you're right. Yeah, this whole thing was an afterthought where they wanted to. Oh, it needs another scary moment, so it comes out of the hot lead, and every sane person oh. went, "What?" Well, and Elliot Goldenthal had to write the in, this entire 
this entire queue here, which is beautiful, yeah. um, buy the soundtrack. It's excellent. Um, which is but, why, uh, which is why oh, that was the digital CG. shot. We yeah, just missed it. With CG. the cracking. Which, yep. is, which is why the setup consists of a close-up of a metal bucket cracking, which was obviously shot years later, just like everything else I, that you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think I'd chalk that up to just serendipity. No, I totally, I totally think they go, well, now if we're going to pull that rabbit out of the hat, we have to set it up somehow. So let's just get an insert of, hey, remember when there was the fire what, and yeah. the rain? What's, exactly. the, uh, basic, get an insert what's the basic physics po- faux pas here? Well, just, okay. It's not a faux pas. It's, 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 it's correct. It's, it's, correct. Just the, yeah. it's just that they haven't kind of established, you know, it happened so fast here, you kind of go, wait, what the fuck just happened? Heat makes things expand. Right. Okay, very rapidly. With so you? yeah, so when you pour cold water on something and hot, it makes it contract all yeah. of a sudden and therefore so therefore it, it, it contracts hence, it contracts hence Ripley un- yeah. it's scalding hot. It contracts exactly. yeah, it yeah. Crack, contracts unevenly yeah. and can shatter and fracture. Especially with metals. I mean yeah. no, with with flesh, obviously heat just melts. Or glass. It, but yeah. yeah, heat or glass. You exactly. throw a beer bottle into your campfire and then pour water that's on why, the fire. That's why it. they don't cool glass when they're blowing it by pouring water on it because it'll shatter. They just they do it by by just keeping it and letting the air cool it down. There's a and there's also a fun phenomenon where if you if you take a hot molten glass but you throw it you throw a small blob of it into water. Um, and it'll like dance around, do that little skittered. Yep. But then you'll end up with this blob of glass. But the blob of glass has these invisible fractures in it, and it'll usually have a little tail that sticks out. And if you snap that tail, the whole ball of glass will explode oh, into that's powder. Cool. That's cool. Interesting. Um, and and magicians, that's called something. Glass blowers know what that's called. There's a name for that little Fucking thing. Fucking sweet. Well, that's yeah, what they call it. It's called Fucking that's Sweet. So, but uh, oh, and here ma- we go. Magicians use it. Lance Henriksen. Magicians use it for a trick because you can. It looks like a, a, a gem or something. You can go look, and then you just secretly snap the little glass tail off, and the thing will explode. So, are we are we supposed to to uh, think that there's lots and lots of bishop androids running? What around? What kind of fucking well, ego I, does Bill Gates? I look yeah. so good. I'll make a million of me. Or you was know, Bishop the only one that he made based on right. himself. He was he was the first and most loved. Yeah, much like Lucifer. Well, he, he does say when, when he's like, "Look, I don't want to be top. I can't. I can be reworked, but I'll never be top of the line again. I'd rather be nothing." So, so wait, is the backstory for this scene all of AI? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Suddenly, suddenly I, it's AI. I can't ever do the AI commentary because seriously, the last thirty minutes will send me into a murderous rage like that. that yeah. just, and when Eddie is in a murder mood, oh yeah, everyone's he, gonna. Die. He, he killed two hundred nitro cycle riding Huns. He has the technology <laughs> to actually act that out, and we we tend to not want to encourage it. Uh, so Eddie, uh, comic books, man. What about can it? I get you some Snickers? What do you want? <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel better now. Who need, who How need, can I make you comfortable? You, you talked me back from the precipice. Who there, needs right? a juice box? So <laughs> I um, do. Uh, and it's interesting that uh, you pointed out the ball cap there because I did not. I'd never spotted that before. That's, yeah, that's really good. I, I, I did know that now. one of the things I do know was a last minute reshoot that was years after the fact, and you look for the ball cap to show up again. Um, is when she does do her high dive into the lava, the ch- the alien bursting out of her chest. Is, is a reshoot. Interesting. Her dive into the lava was originally just a pure sacrifice. Like, nope, screw it, dive into the lava, done. And again, somebody said, you know, we need to make sure that the audience gets that that was the right thing for her to do. So in a rather contrived and stupid way, the as she's in midair, yeah, the bursts thing out. bursts out of her chest. That part where it comes out of I her s- chest in midair, that's a reshoot. That's a years later reshoot. You know, I don't hate it as much. I seem to I, remember I that seeing that in the theater, though. No, it's in the theater. I'm saying, but in between, first, like you said, the ball cap, you know, the the whole make it explode being 
done it. You edited the movie for a year, and then they're like, and then they go, we need this. Oh, we, okay. need, we need new yeah, ideas. Yeah, we need more exciting. It. We need the thing to pop out of the hot lead like Jason. We need to bullshit, bullshit. Well, what's um, what's <laughs> interesting is that um, in the extended version, they go back, they've used that cut where you don't see it come out of her chest. Well, that's good for them. You know. <laughs> Fucking android. He's like, no, you dick. Yeah, I'm no, human. wrong. Now, see, here you go. Now we're into the Planet of the Apes ending. There goes James Franciscus is the yep. equivalent yep. right there. And this and that's, and that's see, now that works because we spent a whole movie learning about that poor schlub didn't really deserve what just happened yeah. to him. And now yeah. I feel bad. I feel legitimately bad for him. And that's legal. That's fine. You're not going to appeal to her sense of science, dude. You're not yeah, like, really that real. ship has sailed. Screw Jeez. you and your noble science. We just want to research the alien. My magnificent specimen. Everyone, my beautiful creation. Everyone I've ever known Thank is you, dead. Dr. Oaken. Yeah. Everyone I've ever known has died three times over. Because you want to study this flipping alien. You know, originally as she goes, originally as she goes down to the lava, she makes a thumbs up. But then Terminator, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, well, don't, don't no, do that. But to if me. a bald actress can teach us how to be human, then we have a chance. <laughs> that Natalie Portman has taught us. Oh so my much. God, she's killing herself. Yeah. Now Th- see, there's that, so much Christ imagery with the religious yeah. stuff. It's just not even funny. Now it's this just now this scene used to just, this it. scene used to just be this, but we're about to cut to there. Oh, hey, look, she's wearing a ball cap again. Um, you know, the the thing bursting out of her chest. This was a year and a half later. You know, like eight seconds before they released the movie, and she holds and on. She to totally it. would well, not then, be flipping wait, out. In the the she goes, "Oh, it's my baby but child." But in the first movie, wasn't there like a a moment, like like two minutes of pain before it even happened? Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. 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 Exactly. Again, this is, like convulsions. This, this is this yeah. is a around the room. How do we fix this ending of this movie that should never have been made to begin with because none of the parts fit? Uh, have the alien burst out of her chest, but before he goes, brilliant genius, you get a new parking space. Make some poor fucker make that scene. And with that, the fires of Mordor will. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's and that's sadly that's you know that's how sometimes it works. Sometimes it totally works. That's the baby the, is now, at the planet, and now God reawakes. Yeah, like and the star child is born. <laughs> the sun goes nova. Yeah, like, like the thousand burning suns. Now here, there too, there's a very Spielbergian moment. It's like okay, I, I'm going to do a montage that doesn't even have the actors in it. I've just got this cool set. Let's close doors. That's that's what we'll shoot today. And I, I, don't like I don't know. I don't know what I'm making. No one will tell me what this movie is. And where we have Morse, the sole survivor. There's the one guy. Even even Sigourney Weaver didn't make it this time. Just that guy. That's the guy. Well, no, this spot this this the that, weekly series, The Adventures of Morse. And if that doesn't and. if that doesn't tell you the message of this movie is, now boy, this, this, boy, the universe does not care. Now, this is the other <laughs> thing I don't get. How the fuck is this random EEV from 60 years in the future picking up this trend this because per transmission someone, that someone was, thought the, the someone's making the ending of this movie up what as they the go fuck? it's a post production shot like i uh, put the hey i know use the voiceover from the why does that make any sense i don't know <laughs> i think it's to remind you that you just watched an alien movie yeah and then it just kind of sold and sealed, custodial just presence kind of terminated, remaining refining equipment it to be just, sold and, and then the movie just And then the movie just stops. End of line. But isn't and, there and like the credits begin, company? and yeah. the audience sits there and goes, seriously? That was that, a, that, that was, was a movie. That was, that was, that was what they did. As, I, as I'm known to say, that was certainly a moving picture. Yes. yes. Images yes. and words happen. There were All right. That now, I'll start, because I'm the one that I have the least involvement with this film. Right off the bat, a lot of the themes are awesome. A lot of what's going on is cool. I like what they're doing to their characters. However, and I'll admit, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, I care about these characters, and please don't do that to them. Make a new movie with that idea. And yeah. Trey said and, they did. And, pitch call black. It, and call it Pitch Black. Uh, as a movie, I kind of like it. But then again, I didn't desperately care for Newt in the first place. Although I do see... I, I say, like I, Michael Bean. I say I kind of like it 
in the face of Alien and Aliens are two gems. They're two just, guess what? This is how you make a movie. This is Alien, and then when James Cameron wants to make a movie, he makes the shit out of a movie. Two movies like that, and then you get this. It's like, I don't know. Now, what's funny is that at the outset, we were talking about David Fincher as, I can't, I'm so lucky he got another break. And strictly speaking, his participation in what we see is unbelievably great. Yeah. What we see of David Fincher... Talk about polishing is, a turd. I exactly. Mean, so, yeah. No, exactly, great for job. real. <laughs> great job. It's just gorgeous and, well, it's well shot. It's well everything. Yeah. Everything works. He, he almost the actors, made a movie out of it. The actors are doing their part. Like, everything that he had to do with anything. He hired the cinematographer and he shot the movie and it looks amazing. So maybe it's not so much a lucky break. However, I just for the record, I'm stoked that we got more out of Fincher because we got, oh, yeah. we got Fincher out yeah. of more out of Fincher. And I believe the genesis of Seven was the way, in a perfect world, it should happen, where he walked into someone's office and said, I got this idea based on, was it based on a book or whatever? Andrew I, Kevin Walker's script. Yeah, yeah. I have this idea, this script, you get the script floating around, I got a way to approach it, I want to make this movie, I have an idea in my head about how to make a movie. Follow this episode up right now. Go to the archives, listen to the seven commentary, and we'll pick up where we just left off. In, in so reverse. Three, three, three reverse. Well, it's seven. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, it's saw negative one. The, the singularity uh, in time. You can yeah go back. And my, my opinion is, oh, damn, David Fincher, you scary. That's about all yeah. I got. Yeah. Matt, Matt Fadeveda. Um, I really I, I really enjoy this film, and I would suggest that uh, if you sort of kind of think that you might enjoy it too, um, <laughs> go and you don't already uh, find go out and get the get the disc and well, you, you've inspired and watch, me because I've never seen and a, watch a the extended cut because uh, I want to see what's cut out and more more yeah, so spend the several hours watching the behind the scenes stuff because you will have if you if you respect David Fincher now for putting this together <laughs> just wait look at what he had <laughs> yeah. to go through to to, yeah. to to put this together hey Pacific title I like them yeah Trey Alien Cubed. It's 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 kind of building off of what Matt said. It's it's when I first saw this movie, I'd never heard of Fincher guy. I had no reason to like Fincher guy. Yeah, I had no I, I had no reason to like or dislike him. No one had ever heard of him. It was just some guy. who was the guy who killed the Alien franchise because I wasn't there, and obviously it wasn't part of the promotional material. It was like, oh, if you liked Alien and Aliens, wait till you see how the suits at Fox have totally fucked it up. <laughs> you know, and we got they some, don't put that in the trailer. Yeah, and we got some first time director who was willing to put up with it. It's gonna be a festival. You can't believe. Um, by the way, you're going to hate the movie. So <laughs> it's a um, funny origin. Lane Liska, by the way, so, you know, salute it's, Lane It's Liska. funny. This is basically the origin story for Fincher. It right, kind of is. Right. It really is. He was born out of. He was born out of uh, low circumstances. He's kind of Bruce Wayne. So, so <laughs> both the movie and Fincher, uh, in retrospect, and uh, here's some of the other. Greg Tommy was one of the other rigor puppeteers. All those guys those are the guys I worked with. Hey, represent. Good job. When we get to species, which we never will. <laughs> uh, I will do species. I love species. Uh, Everyone but Trey will be on species, and the listeners will be like. We get Hey! We can talk about we can talk about the, the the eight and a half seconds of computer graphic puppetry that I did at the end of that movie, um, and and we can just fast forward. But the um, <laughs> but, DVDs to the last you know, chapter. Of and there's Andre Wazdonovy. We know Andre, don't we? We just talked. Eddie and I oh, were yeah, talking. We were just talking about Andre. Eddie and I yeah. were talking Andre like two weeks ago. Um, Zoki. X O C H I Zoki. Good name. Uh, anyway, so. You know, it wasn't until later in retrospect, you know, and finding out that, well, wait a minute, that Fincher guy apparently does have some talent. So what the hell happened with that alien movie that he totally screwed? And, you know, then you go back and then people will start to finally talk 10 years later and go, oh, that was a clusterfuck, that Alien 3. No one knew what the hell they were doing. And Fincher was just trying to keep the lifeboat above water and, and doing the best he could. And I'm surprised he didn't kill himself or kill us all. So, um, you know, I, in 
and the more you learn about the movie business and how it works, the more you can kind of admire anyone who can survive it at all with something that's even worth watching, on, especially a situation like this. Eddie? Alien yeah, 3. I, you know, I... Make it all okay. <laughs> I, I can't. We Dean, can't make it go I, away. I know, it happened. It's the, there. I know the, the limits of my power, and I cannot make this movie okay. What I, I mean, and I don't... I, I understand there's a lot of good components to this movie, and, and, you know, to belabor the point, but we... Yeah, I mean, if you don't call this an alien movie, you, you have a damn fine thing with it, but... You know, when you have such a, it, it's so rare, and we said this earlier, it's so rare for a sequel to not only be to, to be good, but to but, be aliens, but to be good in its own unique way that stands apart. Where you really go back in your head, I really don't know which I enjoy more, aliens. As, as I do. You know, aliens or alien, and and you know it changes. So to have that level of excellence established, it's almost unfair to the and then followers, and then to and then to and then to not have that. In, in the same way, mm. uh, you're, it, it, feel, it makes you feel sad, but it also kind of makes you realize, well, it just goes to show that a lot of times what we consider a genius is so much, you know, the, the circumstances of its creation are accidental. You know, aliens should never have necessarily been. It was just somebody going, aha, I've got it. And so, and like what Trey said, and, and all these things coming together at the right moment. And the fact that they had a smaller budget, you know, and the fact that they were able to make it. Uh, to, to to hide their flaws and put their money in front of the camera, as it were, and to to make all that to, to make it look what it you know what we know and love is Alien and Aliens. It just makes you sad for like lost potential, and sure. that's that's worse. Oh, than yes. that, that's worse than a bad movie. All right, me. so I guess we're gonna do the Goodwill Hunting ending. Yeah, <laughs> David Fincher. It's not your fault. 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 Our fifth member, our fifth member, William Goldman, is going. Don't say that. That's bad screenwriting. I would, David Fincher. It's not your fault. I would posit that, like, I mean, Fincher has a reputation these days for being an extremely meticulous and organized. Thirty-five takes a shot filmmaker, and I think part of that is maybe his experience on this movie. Who knows? But maybe his experience in this movie is what helped him become that. So maybe the David Fincher we know and love is because of this movie. Maybe. You know? Oh, mean, interesting. So maybe some of these bad I wonder if butterfly James, effect. Maybe yeah. James Cameron is like the test pilot director and David Fincher is like the surgeon director. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And I just, I think that, like the, the or lessons that, or learned. Zemeckis. Zemeckis yeah. is very surgical. He's the, the, le- the lessons learned on this movie helped inform Seven. Maybe he took, you know, back and, and other future music videos. I, I, I but tend to clearly bet, he did come to this with a little bit of David Fincher I would, in him. Well, I would tend to bet, you know, it's like, yeah, I've never met David Fincher. I don't know the guy, but it's like if I if I'd gone through this experience because I have gone through not on this scale, not in the feature world but i have gone through certain experiences that this is reminiscent about where it's like holy shit my name just went out on a piece of shit and now the whole world thinks that i did that on purpose i'm not going to make another one of those until it's the one i want to right. make and right. i'm gonna wait three right. years if that's how long it takes until i come into i walk into someone's <laughs> office with a movie i want to make and they let me make that movie right. it's david fincher's peripheral vision man yeah exactly <laughs> they're just gonna go. keep re- rewriting it until it's funny there you go <laughs> <laughs> this has been down in front thank you very much for listening uh, you can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. You can sk- click that big link, subscribe to us on iTunes, get a brand new episode every single week. Go to the forum, please register. Listen to the show notes that Matt Fade Aveda will put together. Uh, and they're awesome. They're all, dude, for real. Do do this. Everything we got wrong, he's about to tell you in the show. <laughs> Twitter.com yeah. slash, Facebook.com slash, CatholicPress.com slash downinfront will always get you to something with our logo on it. And it's probably what you want because we have quality control. Clearly. Go ahead. <laughs> and until next time, my name is T. Christie. Matt Vida. Trey Stokes. Eddie Doting. And this has been... Ah! Oh my God, kill her with fire. In space, everyone can hear you scream in the third movie. Except there's no sound in space. Shut up. That's the point. That's no, one, the... no one can hear you comment. We have no weapons of any kind. <laughs> no one can hear your snark. <laughs> it was a bad call, Trey. It was a bad call, that's all.
I'm not shaving my head. I'm telling you that right now. I don't care. Lice are all right with me. Trendsinyourhead.com.